Yeah. Good morning, everybody. It's Tuesday. That means we have Dr. Choppa in studio. We have about 10 seconds, and we're going to go go ahead and get on the FM, get into this. It's going to be an awesome show. We're going to have an awesome time. Feel free to ask your questions. Let's go. Good morning. You're listening to KHEA Radio 99.5 FM. This is Kickstart. I'm Gardy. And I'm Kurt. And it is Tuesday morning, 8.34 a.m. We have Dr. Aaron Choppa in studio hanging out. He's going to be asking and answering, rather, your health questions. He's going to be answering all of the questions that you have, whether you're watching on Facebook, and you can even text in and call us. Yeah, that number is 346-704-1806. Hey, I'll say it one more time so that you have enough time to get it in. Because sometimes maybe you don't want to ask that question on Facebook. Maybe you, you're a little concerned about- I got about a couple. I'm going to text in myself so nobody that, knows. That you might not want your name associated with. That's totally fine. That's why we leave the, the text messaging open. We don't know your number. We don't know your name. We don't store that number. So that number, again, to text in a question is 346-704-1806. That's 346-704-1806. Man, Kurt, do you have any questions you're going to text like that you're too embarrassed to ask over the Facebook Live? Gardy Garcia, you know Kurt Casper has never been concerned about his name being associated with the health questions. or Drag through the mud. I don't think he ever is concerned about his stinky feet, his his updo hairstyle, all of those things. He doesn't care. He's going to ask the Do you question. know what an updo hairstyle is? I don't know. I was just trying to think of something other than stinky That's feet. That's something that for be- prom. Yeah. Like an updo is when like all your hair is back or even like kind of a braid, honestly. Like a braid could be considered yeah. an updo. I did find yesterday <laughs> at Sally's. Of course he would have an updo. <laughs> I did find it yesterday at Sally's that they do have a way to do a man bun. I know we talked about that oh, yesterday. No. But they're like more for if you have an updo. Is there a way that we could make a petition? <laughs> we can. To, to shut mute. his mic off. <laughs> yes, we can. We can definitely do that. It doesn't even take a petition. Just one more man bun. One more man bun and you're, you're cut off, Kurt. That's right. <laughs> we got Dr. Aaron Chapa in studio. Uh, we're going to be on until 11 a.m. Dr. Chapa is going to be hanging out with us. If you have any questions, feel free to ask. If you have any thoughts, let us know. This is 99.5 FM. Dr. Aaron Chapa is in. Every week on Tuesday, starting around 8.30, where we're able to to ask and answer the, those questions that you have. So, Kurt, you know, for you, I feel like your allergies have been a lot better than they had been recently. We also had another shift in the in the weather. We did have, have a you shift noticed? in the weather. I don't think it's a, an issue of shifting in the weather. <clears throat> Two things have happened. And I didn't tell you this, but about a week ago, I started the cleanse. Again, like building up to the cleanse, and so as you told me yesterday, I'm starting to cleanse tomorrow. I'm yeah. starting to cleanse tomorrow. But I was building up to it. So tomorrow like, is his favorite. His favorite word. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Well, I started it today. I actually it, <laughs> today. It's been great. Um, but I was building up to it. So like starting to cut things out of the diet leading up to it. So it wasn't like just like a cold turkey kind of thing. Mm. But that's why I'm not drinking the bang. So what but are you doing? I, what are you cl- what are you cleansing out? I'm not going to do wheat or dairy. Okay. During this time, kind of doing the chopper cleanse. I'm just not doing the the um, the pills this time. I'm I'm just gonna. That's do the it most as- one of the most important parts. Hey, well, I will say if I mean, you just brought up a good point. That is the difference between cleansing and detoxing. Cleansing is just taking out food and letting your body rest a little bit from the stimulants and the artificial rocket fuel that you're used to. Uh, the the detox comes whenever you add the nutrients in 
and give your body that push where you can actually convert fat-soluble toxins into water-soluble that you can com you poop them out, sweat them out, breathe them out, get them out. You know what I mean? And uh, so, you know, but good job. I mean, more people ought to just take time. This is, a, if you look at it too, it's a form of a fast. You're fasting away from, you know, artificial rocket fuel. Is it? But the, the more burning question is, what spurred this on? Is it the love of your life pushing you to be better man? Wow. No. I think, you know, have you ever noticed sometimes whenever people get in a relationship? They change. They change, but it's not always for the better. So, you know, you're all in love, shook up, gained 10 pounds, you know, kind of let yourself curse going get the comfortable. Curse like he's buckling up. Yes. He's going to get a man bun <laughs> or, or get it. What did y'all say? It's that a mid-relationship crisis. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Is that what's happening? No, it's not even close to that. Do you have an just... announcement? <laughs> wow, I'm going to get in so Are much you pregnant? <laughs> what else is going on? Wow. Is that possible, Dr. Chapa? Like, I don't know. But... An anatomically, it should not be possible. <laughs> but I, I mean, I but have, with God. But, but... <laughs> <laughs> I, guess, <laughs> I guess. Still would be awkward. <laughs> but okay. So he's going in the right direction. And either yes. way, whatever reason it is, it's a good thing. Whatever you know, motivation you find, where you can make a change, that has to be for the positive, right? Oh, I would absolutely. I mean, change is good. I One degree of change out. moves us towards <laughs> the best version of ourselves. I just and, wanted to work out, and I feel like you can't work out and eat garbage. Well, you can. People do it all the time, uh, but they're not really say. doing it. Uh, well, that 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 might be true, but to your point, I mean, you are making strides to improve. And make your life better. And I think that's outstanding. Yes. We're proud of you, Kurt. There is no announcement. Let's. We're not there yet. Well, I have an announcement. Okay. Well, there so, is an announcement, uh, Kurt. Uh, so obviously. There is, there is an announcement. So, Thursday <laughs> at 6 30, we have a uh, allergy talk at our office. And uh, we're excited to share that with all those in the world, uh, in the Houston area, League City area, uh, Texas City area that have struggled, suffered, or been dealing with allergens. You know, and we're. Uh, the allergies are a real big thing, and I was really excited. I had this little fella come in yesterday that came to see me, I guess, a year ago, right before this allergy season. So he's been with me just over a year. And uh, last year and the year before that they lived in Texas, they had just moved here, um, really suffered and struggled with allergies, uh, kind of like what Kurt described, moved to Texas, got allergies. Mm -hmm. and Texas city plants. Anyways. And we <clears> had <throat> to rebuild his little immune system, make him stronger, and uh, clean up his digestive tract. And he had a really great diet, but his digestive tract was just a little bit slow and sluggish, and his li which congested his liver. And that was we did some work with him over the last nine months. And this season... Uh, like he came in yesterday and he was just bright eyed and bushy tailed. He was feeling like a million bucks, uh, you know, practicing, uh, you know, his uh, athletics and making himself, uh, you know, great and strong without allergies. And so we're going to be talking about all of the, you know, ins and outs of how to live an allergy free life, uh, dealing with uh, the pollens and the pollutants in the air and all the mm -hmm. stuff that caused us to have the sniffles or the red, itchy, watery eyes or the, you know, swollen tonsils in the morning or the, you know, feeling like you got all that gunk and Sandman sprinkled too much dust in your eyes overnight. Mr. Sandman. Mr. Sandman. Hey, my buddy Derek, he's watching. So good morning, Derek. Good morning, Derek. Whenever he was mentioning, Kurt was mentioning, or I guess we all were talking about eating garbage and working out. He said, I'm not going to do that. My friend Derek said, I do that every day. He works in uh, the surveying industry. So he said, I, I eat garbage and I walk 
miles. What is that doing for somebody? You know, he's he's out there working in the heat and the sun and the elements, you know, rain, shine, but he has to walk miles, but he, he puts stuff in his body that's not the best, and he, he admittedly knows that. Yeah, yeah, so the fact that he's walking every day is an advantage. Uh, you know, I've seen pe- people that run stairs for a living. I mean, they have, you know, maintenance jobs where they have to go up and down stairs and they don't get to use the elevators because the elevator's broken. And so they run the stairs day in and day out and they eat garbage. And there is something to having a very stout, robust, you know, uh, metabolic system from, you know, using walking, stair-stepping as a means of exercise. And it Really, it's almost like a an insurance policy. It gives you a little bit of grace to have a bad, you know, a, a less than optimal diet. But the reality is, is what is it that food's still doing to the body long term? And uh, somebody sent me a funny little meme that said, you know, uh, they said that chocolate, re- you know, for every piece of chocolate you eat, it removes two minutes of your life or something like that. And then the little follow up was. According to the math that I just calculated, I died in 1859. <laughs> so, but that, the yeah. funny part about it is what you eat is important, but what you don't eat don't eat is more important. More so, important. And there you go. And um, and so with your with your buddy here, when he eats poor quality food, he's giving his. It's like putting the wrong fuel in his gas tank. The engine's just not going to last as long, you know, or or not maintenance in the car. The car sooner or later wears out. So I don't like spending $800 for a set of tires, you know, so I'm going to, I'm more apt to change those, rotate those tires and balance them every 5,000 miles. And um, I don't want to spend $500 on my teeth. So I'd rather floss and, you know, uh, do the hydro floss, whether, you know, floss them, brush them with a Sonicare, go the extra mile to take the six minutes a day to take care of your teeth. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I just, Self-care is the best health care, and that's why we have these classes at our office every month, and we've been successful at doing these now for the last year, and we're really excited about it because the community needs to know that there's a better option. They need to know that there's tools, and they can come to the office and learn how to use the tools that we have to offer them. So if they get sick, they can do this. If they have allergies, they can do this. If they have, you know— poison ivy they can do this and 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 it's not treating curing or diagnosing diseases it's giving the body tools whenever the body gives symptom patterns that we weren't genetically born with and so for him we would want to see him make sure he's drinking more water we want to see him making sure that he picks a few meals out of the day that are pristine and perfect that way when he gets into those eh, not so good meals maybe when he's on the run on the job um he you know has his exercise as an insurance policy that allows him to be able to have that little bit of a cheat and not derail him, so to speak. I know you've said in the past that breakfast is usually the most important meal. Yeah, it is, especially if you're going to be out working. You know, you have an outside job, you're in construction, you know, you're just on the move, you're up and down the stairs, you're on the hustle, right? You know, you start out with the good breakfast and and then you can uh, go from there. Yeah, and, and many people come in and I'm shocked, really, because, you know, Grandma was right. And it's interesting that we, this is like an old wives' tale, that breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Mm-hmm. But but it's not. I mean, the Chinese knew about it. The Japanese knew about it. Like, uh, all oriental medicine uh, believes that the stomach is the most active acupuncture meridian um, from 7 to 9 a.m. Well, what that means is if, it's, if your stomach is most active, it doesn't mean it's not active at 5 mm-hmm. uh, p.m., it's just that it's most active at from 7 to 9. That means that we should put our biggest meal of the day in at breakfast. So I'm always, you know, 
mind boggled by the number of people that say, oh, I hate breakfast. Oh, I can't <laughs> do breakfast. Oh, I don't, you know, whatever. And all that is is just habit. You know, we are a product of our habits, and people just don't make time to get their hiney out of bed in the morning to make breakfast. And so uh, we want to change the habits because if you are an intermittent faster, I'd rather you, you know, get your breakfast in and then start fasting as the day goes on because we should eat like kings and queens for breakfast. We should eat like princes and princesses for lunch, and we should uh, eat like beggars and peasants for dinner. And and so if we had that mindset, um, what would happen is I think that we would see a shift in the way our biochemical makeup is, and our body would perform better. People would be more productive during the daylight hours as opposed to being night owls and staying up late, not being able to get up out of bed in the morning. I think most people, whenever they think of diet, they want to eat as a beggar and peasant for breakfast, lunch, dinner. And that's that's kind of what has been told. The like, hey, starvation diet, right? Yeah. And, 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 and that's, that's you know, true too. And, and, and sometimes people come in and say, man, you take a lot of stuff away from us, you know, to eat like wheat mm-hmm. and dairy and corn and soy. But I mean, if you look at those foods, wheat, one, it, it's a famine food, number one. It never was designed to be consumed in mass quantities that we consume it today. This whole idea that, you know, the FDA put throughout uh, that that seven to 11 servings of grains for breakfast was a value, that 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 was just bad, you know, science. But it, but it was also paid. That That's a paid advertising, you know, thing. Um, and we take and, it as fact. And we take it as fact. Yeah. And, and, and so— that that's an issue. The the f- bottom of your food pyramid, guys, should be water. You know, you should be drinking um, you, uh, half your weight in out. You know, in ounces of uh, of a body weight rather in ounces per day. So, or th- what I like to say easily, thirty two ounces of water per fifty pounds of body weight. And that way, you know exactly what it is for a child, what it is for a sumo wrestler, or wherever you are in between. And then uh, we need to be eating more vegetables. And you know, but corn's not a vegetable. You know, it's made for birds, and you know, at one point in time, I don't know if it still is gasoline. You know, I mean, it's the uh, it's not really a good source of you know fuel for our bodies. And think about it, you know, how does it come out of you? <laughs> it looks almost like it did going into you at times. Yes, at times. And so you have to wonder, like, it, what is it? You know, really doing. Kurt, I know. did you say that's my favorite? I mean, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He just said that's my favorite. Was there a whisper? You can eat it again. I, I, like what? what I wasn't the favorite? Holy Spirit. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so oh. here's another question. Somebody asked thoughts on the paleo diet. Right now, we're touching on on nutrition diets and hey, what works? So if oh, I yeah. understand the paleo, it's it's like a hunter's an hunter old hunter's gather diet. diet. Yeah, and and so the paleo diet is a cool diet because it's a processed free diet. And so if you don't put processed food in, it really fits into the model of what you eat is important, but what you don't, don't eat is more important. Guys, I love you. That's awesome. <laughs> and, um, and so, you know, if you are on a paleo diet, it is a gluten-free, it's, a da- oh, it's really a mostly grain-free, dairy-free diet. And if you look at it a little bit more closely, they even talk about avoiding soy and avoiding, you know, uh, partially hydrogenated oil and avoiding corn and avoiding these things that, you know, I've been talking about for the last 14 years. And that's what we teach at Living Well is, is, is how to start incorporating and realize which foods are comfort foods and filler foods and, and, and sometimes foods. And that's my, one of my favorite lessons I like to teach my kids is, you know, you know, oh, you're eating some Easter candy? Is that an all-the-time food or a sometime food? 
Man, you know what? My wife said something to me yesterday because my son and I told Kurt the past couple of days, um, he had a fever and he was actually at his mom's, right? So he was at his mom's and she returned him and he was not feeling too hot. My wife was like, man, I was reminded. You know what Dr. Chapa says? When are the times of the year where kids always just kind of get sick? Usually it's around October 31st because we pump them full with sugar. Mm. Then the next day. They, they, they're in, they're in the they're, seasonal, they're skipping, like, they're skipping school. <laughs> and so then on uh, Easter, Easter's kind of turned into, you know, the, the, the Super Halloween. Bowl. It, yeah, it's like Christmas morning. Kids are getting 10 Easter baskets, e- egg hunting, chocolate, sugar. And then they, we want him to go to school the next day. My son was not able to go to school the next day after Easter because he was running a fever. He was in good spirits, but he wasn't well. So four, uh, four kids came in yesterday, and the story was the exact same. One of them was having... You know, uh, a, a temper tantrum that was the worst that her mom had, uh, his mom had ever seen. Mm-hmm. And and I said, well, how much sugar did he? She and and you the know, whole bag. And, and, well, no, <laughs> she really she said it was significantly less. It, it, she goes, it was it was only like ten jelly beans. And I'm like, <laughs> she counted. That. And, yeah. And I'm like, if your kid really ate ten jelly beans, um, I'm impressed. But the reality is, is let's just say it was ten jelly beans. Ten jelly beans are easy to take down. Of course, but if that kid had that nasty of a reaction, that's how sensitive he is to the chemical sugar, mm-hmm. right? Then I had another one that was that had a fever. I had another one that had an allergy attack that was sneezing like crazy. And when she had, and I said, "Well, what did you eat?" Uh, she goes, "I said, did you eat?" And I have to help them, right? Because they don't want to tell me. <laughs> and I said, "Did you eat half?" You feel shame. Uh, yeah. I said, did you eat the ears <laughs> off your chocolate bunny? She goes, I did. <laughs> she was like nine or something. So cute. And um, But but the reality is, is my job is just to help, not shame you, but to teach you, hey, this is what your body is telling you. you know. And, and I want you to realize that you're in control of your health. And that's why we tell, tell you that what you eat is important, but what you don't, don't eat is more eat. Yes, don't eat is more important. Just Kurt, don't. Just ever. don't do it. And, um, and, and But when you do... And I'll say this, you know, just to be open and honest, is that, you know, my daughter, uh, seven years old, she got into, I, I think she got into more sugar than I even saw her, her having. Uh-oh. And, um, and then she was fine all day. We went on a two, uh, me and all my kids went in, uh, on a two-hour uh, bike ride Sunday, and we had the time of our life. It was so much fun. Have you ever geocached? Uh, you know what geocaching is? I believe you go find spots. Yeah, it's like it's yeah, it's like a scavenger hunt. Yes, right. And you just it's just silly fun, right? Mm-hmm. But we, we went looking all over. We went to places we've never be, been able to go to because we had to cross main streets and this, that, and the other. Well, the kids just love it, right? Well, anyway, we found some, and uh, but in the process, we got back home that night, and after a big, long, fun-filled day, um, and we're getting ready for bed, and and I hear my daughter speak. And uh, she talks all the time, so I know her voice. And she was in another room, and I was like, uh-oh, that didn't sound good. She had that raspy, congested voice. And I said, all right, everybody, supplements, everybody around the table. <laughs> bleep, 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 come on down. Let's get going. And so wow. everybody r- rolls in. I and, need that in my house. And, and we literally, <laughs> I start divvying out supplements to everybody. And the next day she woke up feeling fine. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's how you play the game is you've got to have tools. And that's why living wells around we want to teach you how to use the tools so when you do have the easter celebration when you have the halloween celebration the christmas celebration the birthday party month i mean i don't know about you guys but we uh, in april it, we celebrate five birthdays and an anniversary and 
there's there's plenty of room for sugar to be you know insulted uh, into the body, and uh, and it will catch up to you. So being able to read the signs, knowing what your body is communicating, you know whether it's a sniffle, whether it's a rasp in the voice, whether it's a temper tantrum, whether it's a I can't get up and go to school. What you what you want to do next time is start heading that off at the pass. The night that they get, or the day that they got into the sugar or the junk food, you start hammering them with nutrients to give their body an, an, a fighting chance to minimize the effect of all the sugar and processed food they just brought in their body. Wow. Hey, a lot of people are, are loving talking about nutrition uh, and talking about diets and and understanding how that's going to work. Hey, uh, earlier you mentioned something about Eastern culture and how they understand, and then you also mentioned something about acupuncture, which is interesting because me and Jennifer talked a little bit about acupuncture before um, you got here this morning. I saw somebody on Talk of League City ask, hey, does anybody know anyone who practices like Eastern medicine or like acupuncture? What is acupuncture? I've seen it in movies. Does it actually work? Oh, absolutely. Oh, it hurts. Ac- no, it doesn't hurt. It shouldn't It's hurt. needles. Well, it is needles, but they're like really fine uh, needles. And you have these. So think of an acupuncture meridian like a circuit breaker in your house. Okay. Okay. So if you flip one breaker, not all the lights go off, right? Just a section that is inside the chain of that breaker shuts down, correct? Right. And then you can go flip the switch and everything comes back on. So like every time the cleaners come to our house, you know, they uh, they somehow blow Kinley's you know, uh, uh, room lights out. It's a strong vacuum. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and so I have to go and reset the breaker and, um, and, so, and then it turns back on. But it's only her room, right? So the, the same with an acupuncture meridian. You have these, these energy lines throughout your body that are called acupuncture meridians and they run everywhere there's there's uh ones for the brain there's ones for the liver there's one for the heart there's lungs there's intestinal ones they're on your hands they're on your feet they're everywhere okay so uh, knowing them um isn't necessarily the necessarily what's important is because they've already been mapped out Mm -hmm. it's being able to read the map and so when you start listening to signs and symptoms and challenges that people are going through then you can, if you're astute enough to have an acupuncturist that knows, or you know people that know how to stimulate it. You don't have to use needles. You can use, we use cold level laser to stimulate them. We use acupressure to stimulate them. We people use hot stones to do it. Uh, but needling is a, one of those ways that you can stimulate these pathways and then let somebody rest. The cool thing about acupuncture is that you stimulate the pathway for a sustained period of time, and it increases the energetic flow into that organ system and you're it's almost like breathing life into it and then you're resting well how many people stop and actually take a nap a therapeutic nap every day you know what i mean and so uh, i mean <laughs> kurt, kurt does kurt kurt saying, oh therapeutic oh, I mean, man if i could take a nap every day my wife would say that i do <laughs> uh, i would say that you know if we could get back to that whole idea of having a you know a, a siesta mid-afternoon yeah you know how how much more again productive would we be, and how much better would we age if we took time to rest? We don't take time to rest. Like we are go society, go time, go time, uh, and and the more we go, the more we're pushed to go. You know, it's there's never like a really a light at the end of the tum- tunnel of the go switch. It, you, we just push ourselves until we all burn out, crash out. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what's driving people's illnesses, and that's part of the physical demands of stress put on our bodies day in and day out that burns up our mineral supply 
that stresses out our adrenals, that stresses out our digestive tract because resting and digesting, that's how the flow goes. Fight or flight, you know, and, and so the go time is fight or flight all the time. And, and long-term stimulation of that pathway rob, uh, depletes our minerals or overuses our minerals or, you know, uses them to the point where we actually start seeing physical ailment changes. Now I'm getting shin splints. Yeah, I'm getting cramps in the legs, feet, arms, or hands. I'm starting to find my body having symptom patterns that I wasn't genetically born with, and that is all a sign or a symptom that your body is, you know, falling apart or running down. And so we want to boost your mineral load up. We want to get your vitamins and essential fatty acids stable. And then all of a sudden, your body has a foundation to work from. And, and so, I, I mean, I teach this also with the cycling females. As If you're a cycling female and you're struggling with your period every month, you need more adrenal and mineral support during the time of your cycle so that your, your, uh, your cycle has the tools to, uh, to do its job and so you can do your day-to-day activity. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just got to recognize what is it our body is telling us. And at Living Well, that's what we're all about, is helping you understand why your body's breaking down and what things you can do to turn it around. So I have a question here. It's kind of along the same lines, um, and that's from Dominic Perez. He's, he's an MMA fighter, and he asked, what is the fastest, most efficient way to rehab knee injuries? Um. So number one, joint mobility. Uh, so tell him to look. Oh, tell him. Hey, tell him. No, here you go. Uh, look up a guy named Scott Sonnen. Uh, Scott Sonnen is a world judo master. Uh, he's won world championships. And why he won the world uh, judo championship is uh, he? Oh, uh, oh, not why. It what in, what was so inspiring about the way he won is he had a broken back and a broken bone in his neck, and he still was able to win. And he attributes it to his uh, joint mobility protocols, and so that what got him invited into work with the you know Russian um, you know training, as well as with uh, now he trains CIA here in, in police forces all around our country, and uh, so pretty amazing dude. And um, he says joint mobility is the number one fastest way to keep your joints healthy and to um, get you know injuries to dissipate out the second fastest way uh you know i would say is nutrient in you know uh supplementation so we use things like manganese manganese is a mineral that we use that helps the ligaments tendons uh, and muscles regenerate and heal much faster and i use a product one called manganese b12 but a one in particular that would be ligaplex one uh and and then a lot of enzymes plant enzymes on an empty stomach. And what the plant enzymes will do is decrease the inflammation process where his body will get blood in, you know, good nourishing blood in that tissue to start regenerating it. And then we come behind it with a, uh, a black currant seed oil, which is gamma-linoleic acid, which allows the inflammatory response to complete itself. So many, so many times we're interested in turning off the pain receptors with Tylenol and Aleve or ibuprofen or some of these painkiller narcotics, and these things are not allowing the body to finish the healing process. It stops it in its tracks. It's just like a fever. A fever is an important part of the healing response, and it's also a check engine light. So what is inflammation? It's a necessary part of the healing response, and a check engine light. Hmm. And so we want to we want to assist the 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 necessary part of inflammation 
and we want to we want to monitor the check engine light and make sure that it's not out of control. And that's what we can do and manage with fevers. So that's why we always say a fever for a 101 to 103 is prime time for killing. So you want to be supporting the body more, you know, more often during that uh, cycle of time. The same with an injury. You want to be copious amounts of plant enzymes. So I use something in my office that was designed by the head team physician for the Kansas City Chiefs uh, called ProEnzyme. Uh, and and so ProEnzyme is a product that I've been using for years. It's Boswellia and, and turmeric and plant enzymes. And you take it on an empty stomach, and it will eat inflammation out of the joint tissue. And then you chase that down with Ligaplex, some cod liverol, and joint mobility and water exercise. I mean, water intake. Boom! You've got a perfect recipe for a, a healing. Um, you know, what am I? Protocol. Awesome. It's 902. This is KHEARadio.com, 99.5 FM. This is Kickstart. We're going to be on till 11 a.m. We have Dr. Aaron Choppa in studio. If you have any questions, feel free to ask. Feel free to let us know what you have going on today. We want to get your questions asked and answered. If you want to text those in because that's a better option for you, that's available as well. 346-704-1806. Give us a text. You can put a message in in here on the, the Facebook stream as well. That's a pretty good question because we talk to a lot of guys who do working out. Um, a lot of us are trying to, you know, change a lifestyle. And, and sometimes when you go from not being as active to, like, doing a lot more, there's the tendency for injuries. You know, we talk to wrestlers. We talk to people who do uh, MMA, like Dominic and, and Jose and, and a bunch of other local people. So those injuries are bound to happen. Yeah, I think one of the things that's weird, weird for, for me uh, when I'm working out is – I noticed in my hamstring that there are issues where it like tenses up and tightens up every time. And you mentioned joint mobility, but I saw a question here from Anthony Tupper. He does martial arts. Uh, Tupper Martial Arts is a proud partner of KHEA Radio. Check him out. He said, any way to improve flexibility and relieve sciatic pain? And I, I think that's where a lot of my issues in my hamstring comes from my sciatic nerve pain. But there is no cure what is the sciatic nerve? Is that like a... You, a, 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 a go ahead. On, let him complete his thought. I want to hear okay. what... I hear but there's his. no surgical repair to why sciatic you, nerve. Why do you need a surgical repair? Well, you can go in and repair your... You can go get an adjustment from myself or Dr. Amber at Living Well Clinical Nutrition Center. There you go. And, and I mean, sciatic... So, sciatic inflammatory responses is, again... I have to apologize for it, him. I'm sorry, Dr. Shop. I'm, I'm about to mute him myself. <laughs> and, uh, and so, the... the, the um, <laughs> Sciatic pain is just a disruption in – so we're talking about biomechanics now, right? So we have, you know, SI joint disruption. We have, you know, lumbar spine, you know, compensation or fixations in the spine. And so, you know, I'm a big fan of promoting a a chiropractic adjustment every four to six weeks to all my patients. And if you're not getting a chiropractic visit and, uh, you know, at our office – you really ought to consider it because we do really neat things with our with our chiropractic adjustments. But I would even say because the the big joke about chiropractic that I had to get over in chiropractic school is how often you got to go see a chiropractor. And the answer was, you know, according to Homer Simpson, Simpson was once a week for the rest of your life. And and, and I just I never liked that. Or it was actually three times a week for the rest of your life, or whatever <laughs> three it was. Three times a week. And and um, and I never really. You know that was because I'm not from a chiropractic family. Like like this was, I'm the only doctor in my family. You know what I mean. So this was a um, a journey that I'm I'm blazing a trail on my own and learning. 
And uh, and so I had to ask myself, well, how am I going to sell that idea? You know, because I've, I at this time was 25 or 23, I guess, and I had never had an adjustment or 22 maybe. I can't remember. But um, and 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 so how can I now tell people they need to come in? Well, number one, maybe a 22 year old and younger doesn't need an adjustment maybe as often as somebody that's 32 and over. Does that make sense? I mean, I can now make that case. Uh, because at 39, even though I practice this lifestyle and I do all these things that I'm telling you about, I drink water, I, you know, I do joint mobility, I try to stay active, I eat well I, you know, in, in, in order to make things better for me. I still feel things ailment-wise at 39 that I didn't feel at 26. You know, so I, and, and I didn't feel 30 until I was like 33. And so I'm curious to see what you know, uh, 40s look like and feel like. But the reality is, is the more often I get an adjustment, uh, I do feel shifts and changes in my body because I'm a regular advocate and participant in the process. So one of the best things that I kind of pat myself on the back on is that I'm a good patient. So I'm not going to tell you to come see me once a week if I'm not willing to go get an adjustment once a week. Sometimes I get adjustments twice a week because, I mean, number one, I'm, a, I'm in a very active Labor's, I mean, it's a job moving bodies around when I adjust a lot of people. So whenever you, you and, adjust the skeletal structure, how, you have to adjust the, the mus, like the muscular structure too in well, order no, for it to maintain the, so, or no? So the spine has uh, – the, we're adjusting the nerves. So when we adjust the nerves and make the, the – and we alleviate a fixation in the spine, the nerves stimulate the muscles. And the muscles are under the control of the nerve supply the vascular supply. The body stores toxins. So this might answer some of the why I'm not flexible conversation is because the body stores toxins in the joints and the muscles. It stores it in the brain and stores it in fat cells. So if you're finding yourself not flexible, oftentimes it's because your body is trying to protect you and not let you move too much because it's harboring toxins that are stuck in your body from a processed diet, you know, your processed food diet or a dehydration lifestyle. You're not drinking enough water, clear fluid. You're putting in, you know, energy drinks. You're putting in coffee. You're putting in sugary, you know, sodas or heaven forbid diet products. And and if you're putting in those types of substances in your body, they will get stored up in your joints and your fat cells, your muscles and your brain. And you're going to be walking around, where'd I put my keys, honey? Or you're going to be like, man, I've done everything. I can't lose weight. Or man, my joints hurt and I'm just feeling like I can't even touch my toes. Those are all indicators that your body biomechanically is not performing well. So getting an adjustment and this is what Dr. Amber and I are all about at our office is, is getting in there and mobilizing those fixations and allowing the spine, the nervous system to control the tone on the muscles so that the muscles will release, they will contract, they will you know tighten up like they're supposed to physiologically, and then we can alleviate things like sciatica. We can alleviate you know shoulder pain or neck pain or back pain or whatever's going on in the body. And so definitely, if you're not an advocate for you know, acupuncture, you should try it. I mean, the only way you know is to get in there and see how it, your body responds. And, and I use um, you know, a lady in Nassau Bay, uh, uh, Dr. Deb, because uh, she's you know, a doctor of oriental medicine. She's practiced this stuff, and she does a five-element technique. It's a little bit non-westernized. It's more in the eastern vein. And, you know, and it's been really good for me. And I love going on her table because, you know, one, she 
I, she puts me in an acupuncture coma. I mean, like she she you know puts the little needles in and then walks out the room and then in, you know forty minutes later I come back too and I'm like, whoa, where am I? Where am I? <laughs> and, and I'm and I'm like you know energetic and jacked wow. up and feeling amazing for days from it. And I think again, stimulating those those meridian pathways, getting an adjustment, stimulating those neurological pathways, it and and then biochemically feeding the 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 chemistry in our tissues that need fuel day in and day out. I mean, you know, the the, the thing that I'll say about all of these techniques, which one is most important? I mean, I, and I'll always make a case that food is important because you can take a person and only do acupuncture. You can take a person and only adjust. You can take a person and only feed. Which one lives longer? Mm-hmm. The one you feed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so I'm not taking anything away from all those other techniques, but those other techniques are more impactful when the body is fed well and it doesn't have as many inflammatory, you know, junk foods put in day in and day out. So I went the other day and got an adjustment. I'm supposed to go back next Monday to you. Supposed um, to? I am. I'm okay, going back. <laughs> I'm saying I'm supposed to. I may need to come in sooner yeah, yeah, is yeah. all I'm saying. Okay, got So it. I always feel like the left side of my body, I, I mean, I, I explained to you and you knew because I sat on the table and saw everything. They're, like my, my pelvis or my hips are like shifted on one side and it makes me Legs feel funny. longer and all yeah, that. Yeah, it, it just messes with me. So, I felt. I mean, wait, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I didn't say anything. You're good. Keep going. Okay. Anyways, I'll just turn Kurt's mic off. Um, and I, I lost my train of thought. Uh, you're talking about your hips being out of alignment, yeah, being on the table, and, yeah, and maybe needing to come in more often. So it was. I felt really good for about a day and a half, and then after that, I noticed it was starting to like shift back. So, what can I do to prevent that from happening? I was doing those those exercises and everything, You're passing the plates, and yeah. And then I the didn't canoe. know. I was like, do I need to? Do I still do the exercises even if I'm shifted, or is it going to like exercise it in the wrong? No, you you portion. Sh- so I'm gonna, you always want to err on if the dude don't move. The dude don't groove. The dude don't groove. That's mm-hmm. right. So you've got to stay moving. So make sure the joint mobility is always an active part, even whenever you're out of alignment. Because your body, a lot of those joint mobility exercises are compensation drills. They're designed to mobilize our tissues back into an opposite plane of where we naturally starting to see our life's uh, draw us into. Yes. The reason people are bent over and hunched over is because their bodies are never – compensating for the activity or you know, that they were doing for so long. So we want to pull the body in reverse. So joint mobility is the opposite of what life's trying to do. Life is trying to get us to be stagnant, to sit behind a desk, to sit in behind the steering wheel of a car, to sit on the couch, to sit in our pews, to sit in, you know what I mean? Like everything in life is designed to sit. We need to make sure that we're doing enough drills throughout the day, whether it's exercise drills, compensation drills, joint mobility drills, to mobilize the body. Drink more water drills. Why? Because that's biochemically allowing things to happen. So one thing, if, if your adjustment's not lasting, that tells me minerals are low. That tells me water is low. And that tells me that we just haven't maybe worked on you enough. I mean, that was only our first time. Yes. And, exactly. uh, and so I have patients all the time that if you were in pain, like if you had just gotten in a car accident and whiplash, you know, I would probably had you come back two or three days later. But because you're not really in any pain and you're <laughs> – relatively an active fella like you're you're you hit the gym and you got a kid that you're chasing around and uh not active oh, okay well we got to get him active he used to be active and um and i'm more was- active than kurt has ever been <laughs> in his entire life i don't know why so, so, so look how proud he is of that exercise that's awesome Woo. 
It's amazing. Look at us. Look at him. I've been working out a lot. A lot. So, there you go. So, one of the things is is your your adjustment will start to last as we get your mineral levels up and we start decreasing the inflammatory response. We'll find some other things. It could be, you know, no offense, <laughs> your little friend. Energy drinks, huh? Yeah. No, I mean, I'm not saying it is, but, I mean, that does deplete your body of minerals. Okay. And minerals are, like I was telling a patient yesterday, if all this technology we have is so powerful, right, and we love it and we depend on it, mm-hmm. but what if we unplugged it? We'd be off the air, right? Yeah. Minerals are your power source. And without minerals, we don't have the power source to plug our body mechanics into, our muscle you know, growth development into, our biochemical health and well-being and regeneration power into. And so we have to have a, mineral, a strong mineral base to run the glandular axis, to run the physiological muscle physiology axis, to make sure that the nerves are working and performing like they're supposed to. Minerals are a vital key, and I'm not saying like one, oh, go get calcium, although calcium is very important. I'm talking calcium, magnesium. I'm talking about iodine, potassium, manganese. There, I mean, zinc. There's so many that have, you know, they're, they're involved in every function of our bodies day in and day out. Dr. Chubb, we got a couple questions if we can get these asked. This one's from Ashley, and I feel like I know the answer or at least part of it. Ashley said, I found a yellow spot on my eye yesterday. Should I be worried and get it checked out? My my guess would be like, hey, first, drink more water. Doc, what are your thoughts? I yellow say, spot on the I eye. Mean, so yellow spot, I'm assuming in the sclera, in the white part of the eye, or is it inside the you know duct, like you know on the internal parts of the eye? And so this is good in, insight. But I would say first, yeah, absolutely, drink more water, and let's you know feel around our neck and see if we don't feel tenderness, or see if we don't even have a swelling in the lymph node. If we have a swelling in one of our lymph nodes, that might be an indicator that you've got a little infection trying to brew due to lymphatic congestion where we would come in with something like thymex and Spanish black radish um, and to, you know, order to start uh, breaking down uh, those clogs in the system. And this will support the immune response and allow congestion to be freed up. And that's what is driving most of our ailments like that. You know, if you get a spot that pops up, it's typically because of congestion somewhere in the system. And so if you've got a yellow spot um, it, you know, on the eye, first, it, uh, there's something else you could do just for a topical health, you know, response is put a, a, a hot, as you can stand, tea bag on the eye and let it act like it's a hot compress to loosen up any of the <coughs> lymphatic crud around that tissue. We got some clarification. You said by the duct on the white spot. By the duct on... Uh, okay, got it. So that is really close to the ducts, and I would think that the ducts are clogged, and so you're seeing a little bit of it back up, and it's just it's it's a it's like a a window into the soul, so to speak. It's teaching you, hey, there's something right there. I need you to address this congestion. So you could do a neti pot. We put you know herbs in to neti pots as well as the saline solution and run that through the sinus cavity. You could bathe your sinuses. You could take some melaleuca in your um in your um. What do you call that? The hydrofloss, the, the water pick, mm-hmm. and drive that into the gums on the on the top of the tissue and clean up the gum tissue. You could uh, massage with you know peppermint oil along the cheeks of the of the mouth and uh, around the temples, and you could increase vascular flow that way. You could chew up thymex and Spanish black radish and work on the actual lymphatic tissue and see if we can support those uh, any congestion there. And that's 
that sounds. I mean, I'm I'm impressed with myself. That's awesome. <laughs> that was a good question. Hey, the the neti pot. Hey, can you turn my mic back on? I'm I'm still having you in timeout for a bit. So <laughs> right now, it's here. We have another question as well. This one's from April. She said, "What is a good way for a seven year old to gain weight? We want to be as healthy as possible and not fill him with really bad products. He's very small and has a high metabolism. So if a kid high metas have high metabolism is looking to gain some weight, what is a good way for them to do that? So one of my uh, favorite things to help uh, little people uh, grow is u- utilizing some of our, you know, plant protein powders. We have one called Fit Food Light Vegan. It's just a rice and pea protein. Uh, you know, have another one. Um, uh, actually, that would probably be really good for him uh, because it is just clean protein. And uh, but you know, but getting him into that realm of all right, bacon and eggs. He's seven years old. He should be, you know, cool with, you know, proteins for breakfast. But maybe you're like, well, he won't eat his eggs all, every day, but he'll do it three days a week. Great. So on the other days, go get you some steel cut oats, you know, that are organic, gluten free, and then you put those on the, on, uh, you know, a, a quarter cup in uh, some almond milk on the stove. You get that cooking, and then once that you, you're about to take it off the heat, put some, um, uh, put. 30, so for 30 seconds before you take it off the heat, take in a raw egg, drop it into that mixture, and then stir it up really well. And uh, and then t- and so 30 seconds later, turn off the heat. So now you're just letting the heat continue to you know c- cook the egg, but it doesn't overcook the egg where he can actually tell that it's in there. And then you take cinnamon, vanilla, and um, what's the other thing? Oh, and a big old pat of butter, Kerrygold, of course, and you drop that on top, stir that in there, and now you just give, gave him a really nice source of fat, a good source of protein, a good source of choline, which is fantastic for the brain, and uh, you gave him a little bit of carb, you know, because their bodies can digest that very easily, and like she said, high metabolism. This little dude could probably eat her out of house and home already, and so well, you've got to make sure that you're uh, just putting in good sources. So don't just rely on the instant oatmeal. You know, Take the time to learn how to make the good stuff. You'll find that it doesn't take that much longer. I mean, you still got to boil your water. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, I, I, assuming that you're not you know, doing... And I, and I do assume that people don't use microwaves, I guess, but uh, I don't use a microwave, so everything's on a stovetop for me. And people are like, well, it takes too long. It doesn't take any longer. It's still two or three to four minutes. This morning, I literally had a gluten-free... Um, uh, oh no, uh, seafood gumbo uh, this morning with shrimp and um, some sort of spicy, you know, amazing sausage. And my, um, I was just like, man, my wife and uh, Kiko are amazing because they cooked it for me last yeah. night. Your breakfasts and, sometimes are, are different than the traditional. It's more like right. like it's I had food. a salad. Yeah, you know. And 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 now and I try to get people to realize that breakfast is only breakfast because it's been marketed as breakfast, but breakfast is really fuel. So there was a question earlier about what if I don't eat until, um, you know, noon? Mm-hmm. Well, I would ask, well, why don't you eat till noon? Is it because you're nauseated all morning? Is it because you, you know, have no appetite? Is it because you don't make time? What is it? You know, there's always a reason. And some people say, oh, I don't have time. Some people say I'm nauseated. Well, if, if you are nauseated and the only thing that you crave in the morning is toast, it's a blood sugar problem due to an adrenal underlying issue. You're overstressed and cortisol is running too hot and and your uh, blood sugar regulating capabilities are low. And we've got to balance that out and you'll see your appetite kick back in and you'll appreciate real food again. So April asked one more time, she said, what is the name of that protein powder? 
Oh, uh, Fit Food Light Vegan. That's at my office. And uh, it's a very basic protein. There's nothing. It's not a detox shake like a lot of my protein powders. It's not a, you know, gut restoration shake or anything like that, like some of my other ones. It is a, it's just a, hey, this is a, a nice little meal replacement and a, a good source, and it tastes good. It's a chocolate and or vanilla. And, of course, you can mix it with the, the Greens 8000 to make it even more, you know, fun. And there's more nutrients, 21 servings of fruits and vegetables packed in a powder. And it's just a really neat and easy way to get those that nutrition in. That was, that was actually my breakfast this morning, and I was able to do the, the thin mint. One of the, one of the things that you work with. I'm yeah. proud of you. I'm, I'm, you. I'm proud of you, Kurt. Thank you. One of the that. things that you usually work with are, are ladies that are that are pregnant and so you have uh you, you work with been specialized with, with everybody you know kids all the way to Elderly. you know a full adults right yeah so uh, april wants to know she said thoughts on intermittent intermittent fasting and breastfeeding also uh yeah so um i don't think there's anything wrong with you if she's breastfeeding to do intermittent fasting alongside it uh, is because intermittent fasting isn't necessarily a detox does that make sense? The, the the challenge with breastfeeding and detoxification is that the body might be allowing the breast milk uh, or well, might be putting the chemicals from the detox into the breast milk, and that's what you're feeding your kid. Um, but I would, but even that being said, that milk would still be better than store bought, you know, formula. You know, you know, I think I can say that safely. I mean, breast milk in its worst state is healthier than formula is in its best state you know yes and um but intermittent fasting you know the only challenge she might have she just might notice because she's breastfeeding she might have some drops in energy so she's going to make sure she really loads up on good fats and proteins to carry her through the fasting phase of her day all right and i would use sleep as one of your fasting set up time frames so like for example 5 p.m to 5 a.m. would be 12 hours. That would be my fasting cycle. Okay. It's 923. This is KATA Radio, 99.5 FM. Kurt, I'm going to turn your mic back on. You ready? Have you had a good a good time out? It's been great. It's been <laughs> fantastic. I still had my mic going. I was still talking. He, he was he was uh, doing accounting also. I was. Accounting? Uh, yeah. I, he was doing his, his taxes. I oh. was. He usually just texts. Like, during oh, whenever the camera's texting. on him, he's just, like, texting people and messaging. And I'm like, isn't there something else you could be doing? Instead usually, right now, usually, usually, like today, it's been uh, dealing with. I saw Ashley actually gave us um, your acupuncture, uh, Deb. Contact, yeah, Deb. Dr. Deb. Yeah, he Dr. was talking Deb. about being on the table. Um, do you have any experience doing acupuncture yourself? Like me, like needling people? Yes. He said, "No, I'm not an acupuncturist, but I use acupuncture concepts." And processes using um, when we do neuroemotional technique, which is a an emotional clearing technique. Uh, I use it also whenever I'm stimulating reflexes before I adjust, because I'm so I use more of acupressure uh, mm -hmm. in the office, and then I use cold level laser therapy, which are all other forms of stimulating acupuncture meridians. I think you did something to me because you were pushing down like pretty hard a couple spots on my stomach. Yep, one side. It, it felt like a lot of pressure. Then you did it on the other side, the exact same thing. And it wasn't as and much. And it wasn't as much, yeah. and, and typically there's always, you know, a one-sided glitch that causes compensation in our hips that mm -hmm. will create, you know, leg lengthening issues or uh, just, you know, that restriction in our biomechanical being. And uh, and so, you know, when we, we use uh, also acupuncture points and visceral 
reflexes, acupuncture reflexes, uh, whenever we're doing nutritional work as well, because your body, just like everybody has a deep tendon reflex, and they always, everybody knows that you know if you hit your knee, your little your leg will kick out, right? right. Or if you if you do something with your, you know, a doctor comes in with a little hammer and hits your elbow. Um, the inside of your elbow, he can feel some something. He's testing something. That's a deep tendon reflex. So there's visceral uh, reflexes also that we're looking at and evaluating also. And they're just different reflexes. So the body is loaded with reflexes and check engine lights that are always on display, but just people don't look at them. So we've got like the little thing, the little um, moons, the little half moon structures at the base of your cuticles on all your fingers. And if you have them on your thumb, that's good health circulation for brain and major exit channels. For your, your pointer finger, it's your liver and gallbladder. For your, your middle finger, it's your, your um, cardiovascular system. So you want those? You want half moons, yes, mm-hmm. sir. If you don't have half moons on your ring finger, it's your hormones are glitched. Or if it's not on your pinky, your thyroid is you know not functioning well. And so we can see where people begin to decline early in life by not having a strong, robust glandular system. So you can assess yourself right now. You can look at your fingernails. Do you see white spots? That's zinc issues. Do you see ridges? That's other mineral issues. Do you, if you see, look at your tongue and you see creases and cracks inside the tongue, that's digestive enzyme issues and or you know pockets of inflammation in the liver, the lungs, the spleen, the heart. If you see yeast all over the tongue, that get, so there's analyses <clears throat> going on. Oh, yeah, Kurt wants us to look at his tongue. And um, uh, the the um, if we look <laughs> and evaluate these these ideas, these are. I'm about to turn your mic off Eastern, again. If you can stop making noises. <laughs> Eastern medicine uh, techniques that you know have been passed down for, through the ages, and the body is crying out for you know help. It just needs somebody to interpret. The signs, and that's what Living Well Clinical Nutrition Center does, is, is we're all about helping you understand why your body's breaking down and give you tools and alternatives to why those things are breaking down and how to prevent it. I don't cool. think I could ever do acupuncture. I Yesterday, uh, my girlfriend, Ayola, she got her nose pierced, Ouch. and they had the, the needle, like, sticking through her nose, and I was just like, nah, I can't. But, no, no, that's a, I mean, I don't know, how, that's, what is that, uh, I, I mean, a, uh, 18 gauge needles. I mean, that's 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 big. Acupuncture needles are like, they're like t- t- smaller than a uh, sewing needle, and and they and they they're not driving it through the tissue like she did. Oh. I mean, she's uh, it's really subcutaneous, so that it's it's really in there only, you know, I don't even know what the measurement would be, but it's it's really micro measure you know i don't even think millimeters is right i mean it's barely in the tissue but it's in there just enough and it's in there just enough to you know get rid of pain and inflammation it's in there just enough to stimulate a movement of flow towards an organ or to relieve congestion from an organ you know every organ in your body has a trash eliminating system and it's just like every one of our houses. If we left the trash in our house, our houses would stink, right? But thankfully, we all drag the trash to the curb twice a week so that the trash man can come pick it up. Well, our job is to take the trash out. The trash man's job is to pick it up, correct? Mm-hmm. So the, the organs in your body have a trash elimination system that the lim- that they put into the lymphatic system, and the lymphatic system transports that trash to be exited out of the body. If that 
lymphatic system gets congested in any way, it could be because the kidneys are sluggish, the liver's sluggish, the bowels are sluggish, and then all of a sudden now your skin, hair, uh, face, ears, eyes, nose, throat are all messed up. That's the high lymph congestion sign or symptom. It could be your skin eczema all throughout the body. That's the liver aspect of the con uh, lymph system congested. If you start seeing you know, uh, migraines and headaches, that's the blood spleen system being congested and messed up. Um, and the digestive one as well, depending on where the headache would be. Uh, so your body is constantly reaching out and giving you information. You have, and, and so when I ask patients, oh, where does your headache come on at? You know, I have to define what that is. Like, what do you mean, where does it come on? I just know I have a headache. That's what I'm here for. I want my headaches to go away. Yeah, but where do your headaches start? Oh, they start in my temples. Oh, well, that means that there's metals and chemical burdens in the body. What about in the base of the head? Oh, that's digestion. You know, there's a digestive issue going on. And typically, if it starts on the right side, it's right lower digestion. If it's on the left side, it's left lower digestion. And so your body's always throwing off information for you to utilize to help you be better if we listen. But we just are so disconnected from the way our body performs that we have to um, go get on a, you know, a drug to block the pain instead of appreciate the check engine light and assist in the process of healing and, the, and a good, healthy response. Here's another question, and this is good because the weather's been really nice lately, oh, man, and we're getting it. into summer. It's, you know, it's spring right now. so Love it. Uh, this question is, what's a good sunscreen that isn't filled with chemicals? I have a lot of questions this morning, so feel free to keep asking yeah, questions. Yeah, it's great. We so love we'll get it. them answered. And, and so uh, you want things with zinc oxide, titanium dioxide in the ingredient label. And uh, so uh, Blue Lizard has some. Um, there was a, one a long time ago. Uh, we'll get some people that actually post ones. We actually don't use sunscreen in my family, but if you're a fair family, fair skin family like Kurt, um, you have to you know be mindful that the sun will burn you faster no offense. Rude. No, it is what it is. So you don't use sunscreen. No, we don't use sunscreen. What do you and do? And you don't want a sunscreen. You want to actually take sunscreen out of your vocabulary and use sunblocks. Sunblocks are healthier. Uh, they block all of the different rays of the sun, not just the, uh, I believe, the beta waves. But if you just block one of the waves of the sun and you create an increase in the other waves, that creates an imbalance. That's what leads to skin cancer, guys. You don't want to have um, imbalances in your skin melanocyte receptors. And the sun wants to stimulate all the receptors. That's by design. And so the best sunblock, I can tell you, is to have adequate amounts of calcium, lactate, um, and cod liver oil in your body. Because now you've got the essential fatty acids carrying the calcium to the tissues. You've got the vitamin D opening up the cells for you know good, healthy absorption. So guess what? When we were out in the sun on, on, on Saturday, when I got home, every one of my kids got cod liver oil, uh, a teaspoon, almost probably a little bit more, of uh, Coral Legend, which is a magnesium calcium product, very absorbable, and, um, and, um, and inositol, which is basically just you know, neurological upregulation and choline to help with uh, the, the, the driving of those minerals to their destination because 
that I didn't want them waking up the next day with a summer cold. Yes. So you go on cruises, you know, and even whenever you're on the cruise, you're outside in the sun on the boat, on the beach, and, and everywhere else. What I mean, yeah, what no, do you do? I, I, same I, thing. Same thing. I, we I take uh, you know my supplements with me, and uh, your body is designed to handle the sunshine. Now I do use hats, you know, um, and I use sunglasses and uh, things of that nature, and and maybe I'm not like you know completely letting the sun blister me. I use the uh, the long fishing shirts and stuff like that. But you know I'm not afraid of the sun. You know we get in the sun and and we let it uh, work on our body. But again, if you're a fair-skinned person, that's where sunblock, you know, is your is your play. And if you use the ones with titanium dioxide and zinc oxide in it, it will reflect all the rays of the sun, and um, and you're still going to get it. I mean, you can't yeah. stop the power of the sun. Do you Hello? have any brands and, off the top of your head? Yeah, Blue Lizard has one, okay. but the problem with it is, uh, is the Blue Lizard has... Um, the, they, they they still have other chemicals in it that we don't like, but at least you're blocking the sun. But it and it, but it's not going to be like the um, the sunscreen that only blocks a portion of the rays. And see, it's when we create the imbalance. And I will do my best to to get. There's one that's I'm I'm trying to think of off the top of my head, and I just can't grab it. Again, I just haven't used it in a while uh, because I, we're just. We just don't in my family, but you know we have a, we have a good. My wife's good part Indian, and I'm good part Hispanic. So you know we've got good genes. Like my daughter, uh, she'll uh, uh, she'll turn as brown as a bear. Like you know it's probably like you. You probably don't. You probably get a good tan. You probably right. peel once and then you get a good tan. But I'm also not encouraging people to go out and let the sun just beat the tar out of you. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm you know I don't I don't want that leathery skin look. And that happens whenever you let the sun beat you and beat you and beat you. And so, and you you know a lot of those people that do that also you know no offense to them they smoke they drink they do all these other things that rob them of minerals, right? And now when you have a mineral glitch. And you're letting the sun beat the tar out of you. Your body is more apt to burn and not heal and repair very well. And so we take adequate amounts of cod liver oil in our home because of the omegas plus the vitamin D. And we take adequate amounts of vitamins and minerals. And we use those through whole food sources. We use a product called Catalan, which is basically 200 phytonutrients and phytochemicals. Very safe for all ages. Have a gluten-free version as well as a regular version. Um, soon to be all gluten-free. And... Um, and then we use, you know, multi-minerals because we, as a society, don't get enough minerals from the food that we're taking in. Right now, that's estimated that 65 <clears throat> cups of spinach today it was equivalent to a cup of spinach back in the, like, 20s and 40s. You know what I mean? And, and so we have a mineral glitch issue in our food supply, even if you are eating vegetables. But if you cook your vegetables, you know, you lose stuff. If you... You know, and, and or if you cook your food, and, and the, or if you eat processed food, or food with food proc, uh, packets with labels on it, those are processed foods that your body may or may not be getting. You know, whatever the nutritional facts are, those facts are there. It's there, but I mean, it might not be what your body really needs. Yeah, things change over time. I saw a picture the other day, and it was a two by four, and it said, "Oh, a two by four in like 1900, a two by four in 1950, and then a two by four today." Yeah, it's probably bent, and you know ours today well, aren't very healthy. Well, it was just showing the size, like, hey, this is how they used to measure stuff, you know, back then, and it was maybe really two by four, and now today, like a two by four isn't actually. So I assume like things some of our measurements just change, you know, yeah. and and obviously like products change. Yeah, and they and realize that. that you know it doesn't necessarily have to be 
two by four to get the job done that it, they thought it once did. And but you know, to your point, I mean, every we're, we we have a tendency to always take the path of what least, least resistance. resistance. That's it. And and we're we're creatures of habit. We're, we're I don't want to sound ugly, but you know we're all a little bit lazy, and uh, we don't want to go the extra mile. That's why brushing our teeth isn't fun, but we should do it. I know? love brushing my teeth. I do too. That's, like, <laughs> that's why I talk about it a lot. You know, I yeah. enjoy you know a good flossing, and um, and but I, I also enjoy a good meal. You know, and so I don't eat. Um, you know, I, I, I've got away from the idea of just because it's a ritualistic idea to eat, you know, fried chicken on uh, a holiday, I, I, that doesn't necessarily mean that I have to, right? I mean, my body doesn't like fried chicken. My body, you know, gives me heartburn and I don't want to breathe fire, you know, for three hours. And so does that mean I'm unhealthy because I might get heartburn if I eat bad food? No, I think that's my body telling me that my body is, you know, eating poison. And it's trying to breathe it off, like outgas the, the the toxic mess of it. And and I want to honor my body in that and say, hey, body, if you're telling me don't eat that, thank you for this check engine light. I'll be more mindful next time. You know what I mean? Yeah. As opposed to curse you. Where's the antacids? You know. <laughs> and you know, we don't want to do that. And uh, but that's the society we pill for an ill. That's what's been marketed. Yeah. And people say, well, Doctor Chopper, you use pills. Well, you're right. I use pills, but my my pills are food in a bottle. And, and, and it's because you're not eating enough vegetables throughout your week, throughout your day. And, and, and if you're not willing to do those things, I'm going to have to supplement you. And that's what a supplement is, supplementing a diet. You can't live on my pills, but we can supplement my pills into a really good diet, and you're going to have really good health. So that, that's that, cool. That heartburn is a check engine light, just like anything else is your body's telling you like, hey, this isn't, this isn't good. This isn't for me, right? That's right. It's an absolute check engine light, just like the fingernails uh, and, and the analysis of the fingernails and or the moons, the, the you know, Kurt's nose. That's a check engine light. That's a like check engine le- light. Like a legit Listen, check engine it's still red light. Here. It's been like, what, four weeks now? Yeah, but when was the last time you came in, bro? It grew a brother. <laughs> next to it. Is that another one? Yeah. Yeah. So, well, but, I think it's. But what if you're detoxing? Like you're, now you've changed your diet. You know, what if you're detoxing the <coughs> trash out? And I said earlier, you, you know, a difference between a cleanse and a detox, but I can't control whether or not your body turns on your detox pathways or not. You're eating better food. Your body might say, hey, I'm pushing some infection out of that guy's face. Well, I also started using Neosporin, and it's helping, like, to, to put on there. You should put USF ointment. It's an ultra-saturated fatty acid, so it's you could eat it as much as you could apply it, and it is— it's so much more powerful than Neo. You should just you go on be, that diet. Just, you US, be, <laughs> just eat the tube. You shouldn't be eating Neosporin because I also... No. 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 To treat your tongue as, to, as to, you were to, sticking to, it out earlier. There's cracks in it. I'm, it's totally not my digestion. It's just uh, here, just some Neosporin <laughs> on the tongue. That'll work. It's 939. This is com 99.5 FM. We're talking to Dr. Aaron Chapa. He's hanging out with us every Tuesday here in the studio starting at 830. Yeah, so coming up at 10 o'clock... We have Gringos is coming in from Texas City. Oh. The manager is going to be in. You do you are you a fan of Gringos? Do you I, go? I, I've been to Gringos, and so Gringos, I believe, owns the uh, the monkey, Jimmy Changas, Jimmy Changas, mm-hmm. and uh, and owns um, what's that other joint, Burritos or something like that. I think. Wait, do they do they own Burritos? I didn't know that. I think they do. Well, if they do, then I'm really That's sad. A good question. They closed down that the one at at uh, six forty six. My heart was broken. But I think they opened up like an acupuncture place there or something else <laughs> hey, like that. Hey, so get some acupuncture. <sighs> so you know who knows? Um, 
so am I a fan? I don't know. Like, I mean, really, um, I mean. What do you get at uh, Gringo's when you go? It would be fajitas. You know, I always go safe if I'm going Mexican food. Fajitas with, uh, and I, I never get, I always get like a romaine lettuce leaf for my tortilla. Mm. And then salsa, the red sauce, because I think they put dairy, sour cream in there. The green. green. So I can't do that one. And um, and then uh, pico de gallo and and lim- lime. Lime. I was going to ask, like, do you do the lime? That almost makes, like, any Mexican food yeah, just a little can, bit better. You can dress it up. But you do have to, you know, the, there. Um, it wasn't Gringo's. It was another place uh, that I called because I ate, you know, some fajitas from there in Oh man, I had the worst headache and I felt miserable the next day. I felt like I was hungover, like my eyes were swollen, I was tired and sluggish, my throat hurt, and I was like, "Man, what happened?" I didn't. I mean, I ate perfect last night. You know, all I had was like, I didn't even eat a lot. I mean, I, did, I know I didn't even overconsume, and and you know, you want you, you you know things are things like for me anyway. Like I don't just assume, oh, I might be catching a cold. I don't assume that. I go, what did I do? Like yeah. what happened? And 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 then I go, you know what? I'm gonna call them. So I called up this joint, <laughs> and I said, Hey, I'm having a big party, and I'm catering, but I got a lot of people with really weird food allergies. Da da da. da. I need to know, can somebody go through the ingredient list on your fajitas? And my gosh, I was, I haven't been back. Let me just tell you that. And but it, uh, again, it wasn't that uh, y- y'all's guy. Um, and but I mean, I was shocked at the amount of chemicals and preservatives and MSG and bad oils were in the meats. And uh, and I was like, I mean, I'm like, whatever happened to just like a few spices and some good quality meat, mm-hmm. and that makes the restaurant right. And um, you know, and that's the only thing about you know chains and stuff that you know you kind of lose a little bit of that quality. And uh, but you know that, but it's and it's always fun too when restaurants go the extra mile and try to beef up their their. Uh, uh, Beef, you know their beef, <laughs> you know their chicken and beef whatever. Beef up their beef. So hey, th- but, this is another but question. But Jimmy Chang is one of my favorite things. Is their ahi tuna salad with none of the wonton and you know grain stuff on top. I've had it, and I put all the salsas on the side, and I just kind of dip. Oh, it's like heaven for me. It's good. <laughs> it is good. It's good. So this is uh, from Margaret. She said, "There's some direct marketing products. Do you have any thoughts on any of these? I'm not sure if you've gone through those those uh, lists. So yeah, um, one, they I haven't actually looked at. I've, I think I've seen some of the Arbon ones, um, and, if, and I'm assuming. The, are we talking about the skincare conversation, or just in general these companies with respect to their supplement line? Probably just in general, because okay, I know so, they make drinks and stuff yeah, too, yeah. like so powders. A lot, a lot of these guys still use. Um, art, some of them use artificial sugars in their products, and they uh, they're sourcing pro, uh, where they're getting their pro- crop is questionable. And uh, and and again, you're always going to pay a higher premium for a direct marketing product. Uh, I mean, network marketing or you know, multi-level marketing, whatever you want to call it. And so, I'm very, you know, as a as a general whole, I'm going to buy from the manufacturer, um, and I'm going to because I, one, I can control what I'm buying. So, if a product that a company makes in my office uh, that is it's not doing what I want it to do, or I don't have a need for it, I don't buy it. Right. Or let's say they change the product. I stopped buying it. Well, you know, that that hurts the company. So the company now is motivated to, you, you know, um, uh, to make a good product and continue to make a good product. Because the minute I find out otherwise, I cut them. I'm done. Mm-hmm. And I go find somebody else that's, that went the extra mile. And that's one of the things I love about Standard Process and Mediherb and Orthomolecular uh, is, is, you know, they – 
they do go the extra mile. You know, I've been to these guys' facilities. You know, I've been to their plants and watched how they make stuff and go through. I mean, you could lick the floor. It's so clean. You know, I mean, in these facilities. I mean, and it's and I'm not and they, you walk in with covered booties on your feet. You know, it's like everybody's walking around in sanitary clothing because they don't want contamination. I believe you. I'd send Kurt to go test that out, actually. I mean, we should he, go to the oh, standard you know, process facilities. He would love to uh, lick the floor. Hydrate his tongue. Would I Would I come out looking like the Hulk? Potentially. You might be as strong as the Hulk, but uh, <laughs> you wouldn't look like the Hulk. Right. So right now it's 945. We have about... Uh, uh, 15 minutes left, and we're going to be actually talking to the the management team from Gringos over here in Texas City. They're a local business company, been doing some really big things for for a while now, and they're local, so it's really awesome. We love to support local business. If you have a business you want to contact us, maybe we can bring you on as a guest. We can talk about some of the things that you have going on. Uh, this is KHEARadio.com, 99.5 FM. We have Dr. Aaron Chop in studio. If you have any questions, feel free to ask. You can get these snuck in before he has to roll out and leave us and go do another podcast that we're not going to talk about as our feelings are hurt. How did y'all know? Ashley know, Markets. We know, <laughs> we know everything. My goodness Nothing gracious. goes on on the internet, especially Facebook, that we don't know no, about. That's true. That's true. And Kurt always gets thrown in jail because he's always snooping around the wrong uh, venues. <laughs> yeah, they slam the gate on him and be like, you can't Poor come in. Because I post hey, in the groups. I'm, 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 I'm on your side. I, I just poke fun. Uh, I think it's awesome that you get thrown. That means you're doing something uh, really awesome. Oh, something yeah. good, bad. You're doing something. Yeah. Isn't that what you're supposed to do? Like, if you're doing something great, you get thrown in jail? Yeah. I mean, um, I, I hope not. I mean, because I mean, that would just not be fun. For, I wouldn't want to be in jail because of all the good things I've done. Uh, I mean, you're just, fighting, if you're fighting the system. They but, persecuted Jesus. Well, th- but th- Jesus did say all the we will be persecuted as well for, you know, he was persecuted. That's what I was going to talk to you about, and I remembered from our conversation earlier. You were talking about how you felt at age 33. Did you hear Pastor Helm? I think it was on Sunday morning. He talked about the age of Jesus Christ being 33 yeah, and how he believes that at the age of 33 is what we're going to have when we go to heaven, that body that we have at 33, because after 33, it's just downhill is what he said. He didn't necessarily <laughs> say that. <laughs> but, you know. He was he, just walking by. We should pull him in here to ask <laughs> for clarification. Yeah, but like, and, and I understand what he's saying. And it happens in professional sports, like basketball. Like, you know, there's like the peak. And then after that, no matter what you do, you start to decline. Like, you can stay in as good shape as you can be, but, you know, your body can only do what it can do. I thought it was hilarious. I was like, 33, that means I have two more years. To get in shape? <laughs> to get in yeah, where I need to yeah. be, because I'm going to be stuck with that body <laughs> this forever. Is I mean, well, you know, and, but so we had a, a friend of mine come in yesterday, and he was telling me about one of his buddies that, you know, he was about, I guess, 150 to 180 pounds overweight, and um, and a doc that he worked with up in California, over in California uh, got him on a keto diet. And, and, you know, a keto <laughs> diet, you know, dairy-free, of course, uh, the guy lost over the course of a year and a half 180 pounds. He lost every bit of that weight. It's like a person. And, and he, yeah, <laughs> and he lost a person. His blood uh, diabetes medication was gone and his psychiatric medications was gone. Now, I mean, he, and, and this is not, you know, my patient. This is just, you know, hearsay. But I've heard so many stories like that, that and it always comes down to blood sugar. So whenever I work with a case, I always start with, you know, balancing the blood sugar. I always start with 
the digestive tract and, and making sure that your enzymes are where they need to be and making sure that you have the ability to break down food in your stomach, break down food in your small intestine, absorb it, because you're only as good as the food that you absorb. And so we want to help people absorb the food that they're putting in their body and then teach them better foods to put in their body so they can get more out of it and, and get that higher octane. That's what's going to make you more of a supreme athlete, a better student, age more gracefully. You know, it's just it's unnecessary that people are, are aging with the case of the suddenlies where they feel the pain, the inflammation, the uh, adrenal stress, the anxiety, the sleep disturbances. And guys, if you do have check engine lights going off, sleep patterns that aren't doing what they're supposed to do, you're not regenerating during the night and your body is crashing and burning on you, that's what Living Well Clinical Nutrition Center is here to do. Jennifer, you got something to say? Nothing. I was just going to say, I, I'm just like calculating how much time I have left until I need to like get my body in shape when I turn 33. <laughs> like it's just, my, you, my hamster's turning. Do you want me to mute his mic? You, I don't know. You, <laughs> but, but it's interesting. I saw smoke coming out of his ears. I thought, I mean, he was grinding those gears. The, so, like, the, 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 the chirper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like rusty a little. <laughs> you gotta get you a new wheel in do there, Do they dude. do acupuncture <laughs> on your brain? They can, I think. We need to like. <laughs> now, we need to have a demonstration. Mm-hmm. Uh, we might burn the needles up. Uh, wow. the, the, um, uh, but, you know, what Jennifer and, my, uh, and Dr. Amber and myself are evaluating for is where is your body in the continuum? You know, we are all born, we grow, we develop, and we decline. That's called the pauses of life. Menopause, you know, menopause, uh, andropause. Is menopause a thing? It's actually called andropause, but menopause is a female breakdown in the hormonal chain. Andropause is menopause. It's the man version of, men, of female uh, hormone changes. Okay, but gotcha. Hormone changes, and but you also have electropause, which is where you see elasticity issues uh, start to break down. You see uh, vascular pause, where you see vascular changes uh, begin to shift and wear out. That's why people, the older they get, they start bruising easily. You ever seen that? You know, maybe yeah. it's because they're on you know blood thinners or whatever. But let's just say they're not, and and it's because their skin and capillaries are weak, and we've got to repair those tissues, and we can do that. We can overhaul, do cardiovascular cleansing, and help the heart, and help the circulation, and help the veins work and perform better. We can give minerals to the body and, and allow the vein, uh, the valves to open and close more effectively. We do heart sound recording where we listen, you know, up to 250 decibels of information from the heart valves to give us insight of B vitamin issues and or mineral issues and essential fatty acid issues and phosphorus. Didn't issues. we do that? And uh, on Kurt in here. Didn't we oh, listen yeah, to his yeah, heart? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we and, listened to my heart. After he did a, a bang energy thing, and we all thought he was going to die on us. We were really worried. We, we should do another we, one now. Yeah, next week. I'll bring it. If you'll okay. text me the day before so I remember. Because okay. it's not that I'll intentionally forget. Because but, by then it'll be a week of eating healthy. Pristine. And, yeah, shape. but if he, you, Kurt, uh, Gardy, if you catch him eating like garbage, you got to let me know so that I, he doesn't foul up the test. Oh, okay. I think he'll be okay. Yeah. He, I know that you'll hold hold him accountable. He's going through this menopause right now, so <laughs> he has some, something to oh, motivate. Wow. <laughs> we had KT uh, Wellness in last, that's so last awesome. week. See, Go I back and get that. a shot. Uh, Guardy always just, you know, drops the hammer on you, Kurt. I mean, that, I mean that's it's pretty awesome. I know. The truth hammer? The truth hammer. It's hammer time. It's hammer time. Bam. Dun, 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 Nobody dun. appreciated my comment of doggy paws. We were talking about all these things, menopause, menopause, doggy paws. Whenever a dog gets in that midlife crisis. Oh. Oh, no, no nobody. It. Now I get it. Come nobody. on, somebody. What, what were we talking about? About it's a real thing. Doggy paws. 
like manopause, donkey paws, donkey paws. You, 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 so you made you made a comment, uh, and, and I but you didn't say it out loud. Yeah, I was. I didn't want to interrupt you. Oh, okay, because you were that's spitting some I, hot that, fire over that, here. That's why. That's why I didn't catch it because <laughs> I was. I was talking about. Uh, I was talking and not paying attention to the text. Man, so no tacos and bang on the cleanse unless you're on the the bang taco diet, which sounds like it's like what I'm on right now a little bit. Uh, if I'm being honest, but I, I want to make a change too. You know, I'm I'm slowly making that shift as well. I haven't had time to go to the grocery store during this, this Easter season. Um, so for me, it's been, Taco. it's been tough. Yeah. It's been tacos and, and like going home late and like, Hey, they made like sandwiches. Like here's a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Eat it. You the know? one thing that I miss is I won't be able to do the hot dogs inside of a tortilla shells with shell with American cheese. Ooh. Like that's the best. It's that's- gone, man. It's, I mean, but why would you want like 7.5 <laughs> billion pustels inserted into your body every time you consume the cheese? Oh. Hey, Wayne wants to know: Is there another detox coming up again? I Started think there may day. be. I think there may be, huh? Uh, I mean, I could. I we could probably put something together. We need to knock it down before the uh, hardcoreness of summer kicks in, because that's when schedules get all wonky. People travel and vacay, and uh, so it's either before or maybe right after summer, right when the school starts back up. Wayne? I'll, uh, I'll I'll brainstorm this weekend with the guy, with my team and see what we got. Yeah, we got how much how many more weeks till summer? Wayne, you got to be out at the beach playing volleyball, uh, you looking I, good with the <laughs> shirt off, feeling good, able to run and throw frisbees and just have a good time. And Even with, after the cleanse though, I'm still not taking my shirt off. You never know, Kurt. You could lose more than the half a pound of the last cleanse. But, you know, even still, it's in the right direction, right? He brought that up the other day, and he said, you know, you never really do the I don't cleanse. thought that. I didn't I didn't understand because for everybody else. You're, and remember, Dr. Chop, you're like the average weight that somebody loses on the cleanse for a guy. Is for, like, it's 12 like, to 15 pounds. Yeah. And, and then and he's done it twice. Then, look, the first time I lost, I mean, did the, the program, I literally lost almost 15 pounds. And, and my wife was like, dude, you're getting too, you know, too thin. And and it wasn't that I was getting too thin, as I was getting I was losing all the trash that I had built up in my body, and uh, I think the stuff is just so clogged up, stuck in Kurt. It might take him four cleanses. I mean, and that and that detox, wow. and that's okay. I've got people. Literally, I had a gal. She did six gallbladder flushes, and it was her sixth one that she finally dumped the 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 stones from the gallbladder, and I knew they were in there. I knew they were, and uh, but it took. All it took those six uh, or those five to prime her detox pathways, and then boom, then everything opened up for her. And so, you know, keep in mind that detoxing is a lifestyle technique, it's not a you know, one and done kind of uh, uh, deal. So, you know, we always want people to recognize and realize that you know, this is an ongoing journey, health and wellness. And we all, we have only one set of teeth. We only have one body that's constantly regenerating itself, and we've got to take care of it. And at Living World Clinical Nutrition Center, we believe that all life starts and stops at the cellular level. And nutrition is the fundamental backbone that allows your body to get control and, and escalate in the health curve or unfortunately decline into the, you know, pit of like suddenlies, you know, suddenly I have headaches, suddenly I've got heart issues, suddenly I've got diabetes, suddenly I've got fatigue, suddenly I don't know how, you know, where my keys are and I can't get out of bed in the morning. You know, and if those, if that's you, you're waking up and you're feeling these symptom patterns coming on and you're not able to perform at the level that you know you should or could, 
give us a call, 281-554-8600, and let us know how we can help you. Come see us this Thursday night at our allergy talk at 6.30 p.m., at Living Well Clinical Nutrition Center in League City, Texas. We're really excited to have you know uh, uh, the, these classes for you guys and to share this information because we know that it's not only going to help you, it's going to help your friends, your family, your loved ones, and anybody that you know that is dealing with itchy, watery eyes, uh, sinus congestion, constantly dealing with the, you know, the crud of the environment. And, and if that's you, come hang out with us. Let us know that you're going to be there. We can't wait. We got some other things happening at that event that you want to be a part of. So, you know, we have a, a lot of neat things happening uh, at our office, and we're really thankful to be able to come on the show every week to share our message of health and wellness and good tidings with all of you guys. So, um, Kurt, Gardy, y'all are amazing folks. I really appreciate your service and hospitality to KHE Radio and always allowing me to uh, be a, a voice of reason. In your lives, you know, it's one of our it's one of our favorite segments that we get to do is when you get to come on and people tune in and love it. So thank you so much for coming. All right. Would you like some coffee with some sugar and cream before you go? No, no, I'm gonna pass today. Uh, that was a test, and was, you passed. Uh, uh, yay! Hey, he practices what he preaches. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. You guys have a fantastic day, and uh, God bless all you folks out there in Facebook land. If y'all do have questions, you can call our office two eight one five five four eight six zero zero. Visit our website. JustLiveWell.com. Take one of our health surveys and let us know how we can help you, serve you. And remember, live well and be well, one bite Bite at a time. At a time. This is KGA Radio 99.5 FM. Coming up next is Building 429. Fear no more right here on KHEA. If you're tuning in on Facebook, you're going to get some behind the scenes. Stay tuned. When we come back, we're going to be with gringos. restaurant that weirds me out like just the <laughs> gringos in studio it's jennifer are you green goes further are you are you caucasian are you white i am caucasian i'm i'm actually a mixture of a lot of things i have any hispanic in there any no i said i have a mixture of a lot of things well yeah i guess technically I, I, yeah technically i could be a mutt no i i have um native american i have uh i have irish i have scottish i have german i have a lot there you go but pretty much just all combination of caucasian <laughs> so do you enjoy eating at gringos i love gringos i love to go to gringos we don't always get to go me and my mom love mexican food but my dad isn't crazy about it so we don't always what? get to go to Mexico. what does is he that, eat is he, is he texan he can't be texan i know he's not from here my where dad, is he from he he is. He's from, from here. here. He's from here. What is he like? He's he's uh he likes a little bit more kind of like American food. So he's not quite like as cheese. What is an American food like a cheeseburger? He's super weird. He's actually really really healthy, and yeah. so he doesn't eat burgers. He doesn't like drink milk. He like Steak salmon and, and vegetables. Okay. Like he's really really healthy. So I I I, I commend him on that. But well, that's cool. Yeah. So we have to. Me and my mom have to sneak away to get Mexican food every now and then. Hey, nothing well, wrong with sneaking away. I can't necessarily say that, you know, I'm far off from that. Like, I've yeah. found that, you know, I eat less and less, uh, you know, out and want to eat at home mm-hmm. more because I can control mm-hmm. what I'm eating and, you know, the quality of the food. Right, so for sure. Hey, somebody, well, actually, it was uh, Shelly. Shout out to Shelly. She said, hey, you know they deliver groceries. You can do pickups now, and that that is true. But mm-hmm. I don't ever think about it. Plus, yeah. and Kurt can vouch for me on this, but we were here, like, till, like, almost 10 o'clock every weekday getting ready for this, yeah. the Easter play. <laughs> Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we we were, and so there was no time. I was like, well, if I deliver groceries, like, who's going to pick it up? But that is a great option, and I honestly did not think about it, or else I could have 
work something out. Right. And then I would have had to have time to cook it like at like 1030, I guess, be like yeah. making dinner, yeah. you know. Uh-huh. But here at the church, what they did is they had sandwiches pre-made, which is a nice option. Nice. Um, but yeah, That's awesome. I'm yeah. a big fan of popcorn. And so I showed up Ooh. to the rehearsals. Like, I'm like, I'm going to watch a show. And that's kind of how I, I motivated myself to keep coming <laughs> and watching the same play for like two yeah. and a half weeks straight. Yeah. And just in working stuff. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to have popcorn. Popcorn, yeah. And, but popcorn isn't the best for you, especially the way that I like it prepared. Yeah, true. Do you like kettle corn? You know, I'll eat it, but I prefer, you know, like the movie popcorn. Yeah. Are you, do butter, you like kettle butter. corn? What? Do you like the kettle corn? I love kettle corn. It's it's Is it's, that your number one? Like out of popcorn? I don't know. I don't know. Over time, it's kind of 50-50 between like good butter popcorn and like kettle corn. It's just really really good. There you go. I don't know. But yeah, with the groceries, like me and my mom, we've always been like, yeah, we could save so much time. Let's just order our groceries. But at the same time, you kind of go to the store and you're like, oh, hey, I didn't see this before. I want to get this. Yeah. And so, like, you can't do that whenever you're online. So it True. really just depends. True. So. And there is a little bit of an upcharge, and that is that convenience fee. Yeah. And I think that even, like, some of the sales they have on in the store, you know, you're going to pay a little bit more, which, you know, th- that's the convenience of it. You're right. having it delivered to your house. Exactly. Or they bring it out to your car. Uh-huh. So, yeah. But that is a great option. To have, hey, you can't you can't make time or hey, like Sarah was on here prepping sisters. You know we have uh, a bunch of places that will do meal prep, and all you have to do is just order, yeah. and then they del- they'll deliver to your house. Yeah. So that's that's a good option as there's well. A, there's a cool um, company. I don't I don't remember what the company's name is, but they like deliver this box of just like a bunch of food and you can cook it like it's there's a couple what is that hello fresh hello yes, fresh and That's blue apron i always thought about trying hello fresh hello fresh check them out it was great i did it once i'll probably never do it again it's a lot of work it's a lot it of work. it's good food though it's yeah. good food if you have the time it's creativity with if you food. have the kids i think that's what it is if you have kids that are like old enough they're like i want to be in the kitchen it's like yeah yeah come come you're 13 cut. 14 yeah come and cut this because me and my wife we did that and then we had my daughter and then it was like she had to take care of the baby you know all, all yeah. the time and i was taking care of the baby or whatever right and so i was like man this is a lot of work it was easier whenever like we were working together teamwork man it's perfect Makes but then you the got to prepare it and clean it up you also have to have a bigger bigger kitchen as well yeah a bigger kitchen helps to have all the the prep room and everything else we're going to have gringos in but i i know that pastor Hallam was talking to our guest so he may be doing his own interview <laughs> in the bag being like so tell me more about gringos <laughs> right very possible but oh man we're excited we were there the other day they were doing a, a fundraiser you know the spirit days and, and nights where they have so it was benefiting abundant life christian school oh right so that's we awesome. went the other day and had a great time that's awesome it was a good time it was a great time what did you get food was good what did I, it was that salad, salad that uh it's walnut, like a walnut salad. Walnut salad, chicken salad with walnuts mm. in it. It was good. Nice. Whenever I hear chicken salad, I think of like tuna fish. Right? Because that, that is another version of, you know, like, oh, it's a chicken salad. Chicken, you know, with mixed with the mayo and all the other stuff. Right? <laughs> but like a grilled chicken salad. Then it's like, oh, it's the lettuce with the. I'm a big fan of tuna fish. Kurt, you're probably not. Ugh. You're not either. Uh-uh. Huh? Like tuna fish sandwiches. Man, oh, they're the no. best. Uh-uh. When we were on the boat, they were good. Oh, so good. But My- that was it. And there's something about it, like when my parents make the the tuna, because that's what I grew up eating. Mm. So my dad made some tuna fish sandwiches, brought them on the boat. They were in the ice chest, and they were ice cold. It just reminded me of being a kid and probably eating that same meal, like growing up, you know, on the water. Yeah. I think 
I think if people like don't try certain things once they're a kid, then they don't like it as an adult. There's a certain age. Yeah. And it's out the window. Like I love my mom used to always make me like for school and just for snacks, she would get two saltine crackers and put peanut butter and it was a little peanut butter sandwich with saltine crackers. And like all of my friends are like, Oh, that's so gross. I'm like, No, it's so good. You like, like it? I love it. Like still to this day? Oh, to this day I'll eat it as a snack. Is it day. different if your mom makes it? Then when you make it, it's like, Mom, I didn't butter the <laughs> the peanut butter on there as good as you did. Not quite not quite as much. I I, I tend to lather the peanut butter on there because I like a good bit of peanut oh, butter. Oh, yeah. The lather. Oh, Kurt, man. Like, say it again. <laughs> lather peanut butter. Listen, oh, yeah. We need to have a conversation Jeez. because do you remember we went last week to, <laughs> to Kelly's Country Kitchen? Cooking. Cooking. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I always ask. Put some respect cooking. on Kelly's Country name, cooking. son. Kitchen sounds good, too. <laughs> but they, uh, they didn't have peanut butter again on Sunday. You went, oh, you went back and asked a again. Sunday. Just bring your own, man. Like, is there a peanut butter shortage in Lamar that we need to know what, about? A, like a peanut butter sandwich or just? He likes peanut butter on his on pancakes. pancakes. I lather it on that. the pancakes. He, but, like, so if he gets, so Kelly's has huge pancakes. Yeah. Everything oh, there yeah. is huge. Everything. Huge. And so the pancakes are humongous. What he does is they probably know, like, man, last time we gave this guy peanut butter, <laughs> like, we ran out. He used they our supply for the rest like of the two eight. weeks. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, but you, like, put it on the bottom and then you put it on the top. Yeah. So uh, our guest is here. We're going to be talking about gringos as we go. So, all right. Hey, good morning. How are you? Good. Gardy. Gardy, nice to meet you. What's your name? Russell Ibarra. Russell. Yes, sir. You can, you can have a seat there. This is Russell Ibarra from Gringos. Yes, sir. All right. Put these on? Yes, sir. You can put those on. Right now, we're streaming live on our Facebook page. Okay. And uh, here in about two minutes, we're going to go on the FM as well. So thank you for making time and, and hanging out with us today. No, you're welcome. We appreciate year. you. He's got a great story. Just I have a bunch of stories. Story. I just don't know which one you want to listen to. Yeah, so let's start from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, sir. All right. So, no, yeah, again, thank you so much for, for, uh, for coming and joining us today. We were at the location in Texas City the other day for uh, a spirit day for Abundant Life Christian School. And you all do these, these events where you all open up the facility Hey, if you come, y'all give a portion of the proceeds. I think it was like 20%. Yeah, something like that. Uh, either 10, 20, I can't remember. It depends on the event and uh, and who's, you know, the, the number of people they expect. Is it important for y'all to give back to the community like that? Uh, it's very important. Yes. Wh- why? Where did that uh where did that desire come from? Well, the desire, I'm not sure about the desire, but um, what I first witnessed as a young kid was my parents actually helping the community whether it was sponsoring little league baseball teams because my dad started El Toro in 1960 and uh, so um, witnessing that and then they also helped with a lot of churches uh, they donated land to um, uh, so, so a Baptist group in Laporte that built a church on, on the land that he donated they used to do uh, missionary work to Mexico uh, they would take Bibles in Spanish and, and vans full of clothes and drop them off into the interior of Mexico in some villages wow so Man. So that's kind of where it originated, I guess, in terms of seeing the importance of uh, of giving back. Uh, I'm I'm a big uh, conscious capitalist, if you will. I believe that um, there has to be meaning and purpose beyond just simply making money, and uh, and basically business allows you to elevate humanity through business. And when people see a business support, uh, or when the, when they see a business support the community, it, it gives them a re- meaning and purpose on where they spend their dollars, dining out dollars. And I think it's very important for them to know that. Yes, sir. I agree. Right now we have 15 seconds, and uh, we're going to go on the FM, continue, we'll in- reintroduce you, and, and keep it going. Okay. So here we go. Let's see. Right now we're listening to some Toby Mac. Hey, if you're watching on Facebook, you have some questions, feel free to ask. 
Good morning. You're listening to KHEA Radio 99.5 FM. This is Kickstart. I'm Gardy. And I'm Kurt. And we have a special guest in studio. We just had Dr. Choppa in talking about everything that it takes to, to live well, be well, live a, a nice, healthy life. Right now, we're going to be talking to gringos about all of the awesome stuff that they have going on in the community. I feel like if you're not having any lunch plans today, it is Taco Tuesday. It is. I feel like gringos, <laughs> you can get a taco, right? Yes, you can. Many, many tacos. So yeah. can you introduce yourself and then maybe share, um, you know, where are the, the all the locations for gringos? Well, my name is Russell Ibarra. Um, I like to call myself the master enchilada roller, <laughs> simply because an enchilada is the easiest thing to do, but some people still cannot do one correctly. <laughs> But uh, we opened our first door uh, a little over 26 years ago in Pearland in a building that had already been four failed concepts. Uh, it was originally a steakhouse and then one of our family Mexican restaurants called El Toro. And then it was a uh, seafood restaurant and then an Italian restaurant. The only thing it wasn't was a, a Chinese restaurant. But uh, <laughs> we went back in mainly because uh, we, we owned the property. Our family owned the property and we had an obligation on it uh, of $4,852.10 a month. It's a number that's seared in my brain for eternity because it was so difficult to make at the time that uh, I went in. But going in under those circumstances forced me to have what I call a paradigm shift in that it was no longer about making money. It was all about producing the very best product that I possibly could and offering it the best value that I could and uh, let the chips fall where they may. And here we are 26 years later, and we have uh, 18 full-service restaurants wow. and three small concepts, counter-service. Wow. Where where are the locations spanned? Is it just uh, Texas? Are there some outside the state? Uh, strictly Texas. Uh, we are asked all the time if we're going to go outside the state, but Texas is so large and time is so short, I doubt I'll ever leave the, the boundaries of the great state of Texas. So, um, you know, we're, we're mainly just in the Houston surrounding areas, the, the suburbs. You mentioned your parents in El Toro. That was another Mexican restaurant as well. What is the background whenever it comes to food? Has your family always been in the restaurant or, or the cooking industry? Not really. My dad, uh, when he first got married, he uh, he sold batteries. And um, he had to go into business for himself because he could not pass a physical. Uh, and one of the reasons why he couldn't pass a physical was because when he was in junior high, he had broken his arm playing little league football, and it never healed correctly. And so... If you were to look at him, his arm, his right arm was always smaller than his left arm. So I guess at the kind of the growth plate, it just didn't grow correctly so or heal correctly. And so he went into business, and uh, the first partner he had in the early 60s decided he didn't want to be in the restaurant business. So he brought on his, his brother-in-law, um, my, uh, my mother's uh, sister's husband, mm -hmm. and, and uh, they took it. Uh, they grew it. Um, they were partners until about 1977, 78. And then my uncle went on his own, and my dad uh, hired me straight out of school and my other siblings. And the 80s were a tough time for us, and that's one of the reasons why uh, in the, around the mid-80s, I launched a company called El Matador Foods, which was our tortilla factory in Baytown that still operates today. And I would go out peddling tortillas to whoever would buy them. And back then, it was mainly just Mexican restaurants, uh, the American concepts didn't really have the quesadillas and nachos and things like that on the menu yet but uh, so I'd go out and sell and I ran into some problems one of them being that um, because our family also owned Mexican restaurants they wouldn't buy from me because we were basically the competition as mm -hmm. well so but I El, did operate under El Matador El Matador okay and of course El Toro was the restaurants and uh, but there were some chains that did uh, buy give me a shot anyway and one of them was uh, uh, Casa Ole. I sold uh, them all their flour tortillas at one time, 
And, of course, I would sell off and on to Papacitos and a few other chains throughout Houston. You know, I think I saw there's a brand new um, taco shop over in Kima, and I, I believe that they went to to your facility. It's How big is that location? Because you can get chips and, and tortillas and, and all kinds of stuff there, right? Well, there's two plants now. There's one that produces strictly corn plant uh, corn-based products, and the other one produces uh, flour of large tortillas. Is it important to keep those separate? No, it's just uh, they just ran out of room. They had to go expand. They went to a building down the road they picked up for a great price and and, um, and just grew it in there. Okay, so you, you have the first location um, that, that started to work. Yes. You know, whenever you get gringos at that at that first location, what was the sign like, hey, this, this is working? Well, uh, that's, that's a great question. Uh, when we opened up, we only did 580 bucks the first day, and the second day we did about the same. And I can remember my oldest brother calling me and asking me, hey, what did, what did y'all do in sales? And he was one of the brothers that was dead set against us even trying to reopen this building. And when I told him, he said, that's it? He said, close the place. We did more the first time we were there. And I remember telling him, you know, so long as those $580 worth of guests are happy and pleased, they'll come back. And so the first month we did $27,000. The first year we did four hundred and seventy-five thousand, which again back then and even today is not a lot of money. But this was in the eighties. No, this was ninety-three. Nineteen ninety-three. Okay, nineteen ninety-three. So four hundred seventy-five thousand. Now the next year we doubled ourselves. We went to a little over nine hundred, and then the third year was one point three, and then so it started growing, and you saw it going in the correct direction. Still the first location. Still the first location, and uh, what's interesting is still our number one volume store today. Wow. They'll do probably over nine million this year. Okay, and that's is it still in the same building today? No, we uh, the building that we originally opened was fifty two hundred square feet, a little on little over an acre of land, and we started hodgepodge in this building. We we added on to it six times before we decided, <laughs> you know what, we shouldn't do anymore. We need to. Uh, what what had happened was we we had acquired some real estate behind the building, which was a house, and uh, I offered the gentleman who lived there a little more than it was worth because I needed it. And he also operated his uh, pool cue uh, manufacturing facility in the back. Shed. Cool. Yeah. So he, uh, he used to travel around the world uh, to Tokyo and uh, everywhere just selling his pool cues at, uh, at shows. So I offered him, I think it was like 260000 back in, this would have been 2001. Mm-hmm. And so um, we expanded. That was another 17,000 square feet. So we threw parking lot there. And then behind that was a vacant lot we acquired. We threw more parking lot there. And so our parking lot was becoming new, but our building was still old. It was built in 1979, 1980. And uh, my architect came out and visited. And I said, Davis, can can a building fit right next door to this building, a new one? So he brings out his scale and he starts measuring. And he said, yeah, I think I can make one fit. So in 2004, we rebuilt the building. And since then, we've actually acquired more lots, a couple more lots, and, and uh, bulldozed those houses and made a parking lot out of it. So it's wow. just, it's just uh, continue, And we want to go back, actually, and remodel that store a little bit because it's now been since 2004. So how many total do you have? There are 14 gringos and four chimichangas. So 1993, the original location, how many years go by before you say, hey, let's, let's duplicate this? I think we can, we can start another one. Well, uh, how many years before the first, after the first one? Yes, sir. Um, well, it was shortly after, you know, when I saw that, well, we built the second one in 96. So, uh, you know, we obviously had very limited resources to to open the second store. And uh, is there a cough button? I got you. <laughs> right now we're talking to Russell Ibarra uh, from Gringos 
And we were at the Texas City location the other day. We were with Pastor Walter Hallam, and we just started talking to the waitress, and we had a, a great time. There was a, a spirit night that y'all do for, for some of the local nonprofits and some places in the community, and we said, hey, man, we would love to talk to to uh, some of the, the ownership, some of the, the management, the people that are that are running this business that's been doing so much in the community for so long. You know, for me, Gringos was, I'm not from Texas. I'm, I'm originally from up north. And I lived in a state, Vermont, where Mexican food doesn't exist. Like, even Tex-Mex doesn't exist. Like, it just doesn't exist. What about Taco Bell? Vermont Mex? There's Taco Bell. I don't count Taco Bell <laughs> as the same thing. But um, I moved down here and Gringos was the first place that I had, and I was blown away. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing food. <laughs> like, I love it. And I, I started to change and try in different parts of the menu. I had um, the chicken salad with the walnuts on it. That's my favorite. When you go to Gringos yourself, what are you getting? Is there one item on that menu that's like, this is mine? You know, I just love a good cheese enchilada and a beef fajita taco. You know, with the, with the guacamole and the pico de gallo and the sour cream and the refried beans and rice. And I'm a happy camper. Do you walk out with the, the free ice cream cone as well? <laughs> uh, rarely, but I have, yes, of course. We may have had somebody on the stream <laughs> admit. And is this something that you all have to deal with often? And again, we're talking about, about gringos. And that's one of the awesome things you all do, like, hey, ice cream. Do people ever just come in and get the ice cream and they're like, oh, okay. And then they just like walk out? Well, yeah, we have. As a matter of fact, um, my general manager at the time, John Fernandez, who's now our, my senior VP of operations back in the, uh, in the uh, early 2000s, he would, he would be in the foyer and he would notice this, these two little kids come in off their bikes. Young and they, Kurt. And they would, they would walk around and get an ice cream cone. And uh, they would try to sneak it, sneak it out. Yeah. And um, and I was there one day, and I think I remember seeing them do this. And I told John, John, next time they come in, tell them it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> they can just come in and have a cone anytime they like. And uh, interesting, interesting. Well, several years, several years later, he um, he was at the restaurant, and this lady called him over to the table. And uh, she says, "Hey, John, uh, do you remember that little kid that used to come in here and steal ice cream cones? That was me." And she was now bringing her kids to the restaurant. Oh, wow. Tex-Mex, so. Is it still okay? Is that still something oh, if, if kids want to come in and maybe want, get a cone? Yeah, that's that's no problem. <laughs> yeah, so Kurt, yeah, you can, you can okay. breathe a sigh of relief. I can breathe a sigh of relief, too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I want to know about the name. You know, deciding the name. Y'all oh, had yeah. El Toro, El Matador. You know, it kind of had a theme. Mm-hmm. And then out of nowhere, how did you come on Gringos? Well, uh, great question. <laughs> a lot of great questions here. Um well, when I was selling tortillas, one of the restaurants I used to call on was a restaurant on Main Street in Houston called Dos Gringos. Two Gringos. Dos okay. Gringos. <laughs> and uh, they were based out of Fort Worth, and they they had closed shortly before we had opened up Gringos in Pearland. So the name just kind of popped in my head. I said, hey, let's just call it Gringos. We couldn't call it El Toro because they had already been one, so I didn't want to, uh, you know. It was a little bit of a different concept. Was El Toro more of a traditional Mexican food, or was it Tex-Mex as well? It was very Tex-Mex as well, yeah. As a matter of fact, my brother still own El Toro today. There's there's five of those, and I have another brother who owns Iguana Joe's and another brother who owns Johnny Tamales. We're all in the same business. I have um, seven siblings. Somebody once told me that gringo stands for where your green goes further. Is- I, I used to say that all the time, actually. Green goes where your green goes further, yeah, yeah. Well, that works. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that just works. And it, and and that that is part of our philosophy is of you know giving as much value as we can to the consumer. You know, we kind of have a model where we try to offer a certain, uh, we try to run our cost of goods at a certain percentage because we feel that's where 
we can offer the greatest value and quality. And if we do the volume, we can be profitable and our labor can be productive. So, so I need to figure it. I need to figure this out. Maybe you can help me. But what is it about, you know, your family growing up and everything that y'all, y'all went through and experienced that allowed y'all to have these successful restaurants, businesses, become entrepreneurs and pretty much control them? The Mexican industry, right here, <laughs> like in, in Texas, like I, what happened? What I wouldn't was it? go that far, but I will say that uh, everything that <laughs> everything that we are today is because really of, of many of the past failures that we had. We we kind of learned a lot through the failures, and then you you learn and you just kind of pick yourself up and, and uh, try it again. Yeah, I mean, you know, one example is um, the importance of consistency because when I was running El Matador, I would work very hard to pick up these accounts, and then I would end up losing them because my product wasn't consistent. So if there's one thing that I took away from that lesson was make sure no matter what we serve at Green Coast, no matter what we serve, that we have systems in place that ensure the consistency of the product. Because without it, you know, you're only as good as your last meal in this business. And people remember what they had, and that's what they want when they come back in the next time. About how many people do you all employ throughout the restaurants? uh, Altogether, about 2,500. That's a lot. I I remember... I mean, growing up, I'm just thinking about all the, the friends and people that I've known, you know, whether they're a hostess, a host... Uh, kitchen management. There's a lot of people that have have been able to, you know, they have you to thank. They were able to feed their families, you know, pay their bills, and and working at, at Gringos. Yep. Yeah. We uh we we have a lot of high paying jobs within the company. We have our corporate office in Laporte. I have a full time general counsel. I have a full time CFO. My son joined me. Uh, let's see, he joined me about four years ago, and he's a Yale graduate um, architect. Wow. And uh, also a Wharton MBA. So. You know, I have a great team working for me, and I compensate them very well because I want to enjoy life and not have all the stress that comes with it if you try to handle everything on your own. Can you name every one of your employees? <laughs> 2,500 employees <laughs> by name. Start by A. Well, I can tell you Jose works for me. Juan, I can tell you which Juan, but I'm Juan. Um, you know, I wish I knew them all. I, I really do uh, think of them often. You know, we've done a lot of, a lot for our team members. Mm. Our third core value, reinvesting in our team members and local community, is, is the cornerstone of who we are and what we are. It defines us. We actually, um, I mean, how many companies do you know would buy a $100,000 prosthetic leg for a person that works in the to-go department at their restaurant in Texas City? Wow, I've never heard any business do that ever you know we've done a lot of unprecedented things and it goes back to what i feel the most important quality you could have in business or in life in in general is the golden rule operating everything you do from the golden rule point of view and that's just not the actions that you you uh you you know you act toward others uh it's 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 how you think toward others and i really try to um to put myself in their shoes okay um we're talking to russell ibarra from Gringos, we're talking about all the restaurants. Also from Jimmy Changas. When did Jimmy Changas come along? My, my kids, they call it the Monkey Restaurant, <laughs> and it just draws them in like a magnet. We're driving down Forty Five, and they're like, "Ooh, ooh!" Like before they could even talk, and then they're like, "I want to go there." You it's, know, it's a strategy. First words. <laughs> yeah. No, you know, we um, uh, with the Gringos, we have to operate. We have to if we open a new Gringos, we have to keep them at least let's say 10, 10 miles apart from one another, and uh, but. But the, the negative about that is if we have a, a really busy location, of course, that opens up to potential co- competition coming in. But over the years, I've been putting a, uh, a list of items that I've wanted, wanted to add to our menu at Gringo's. But our, our menu has gotten so, so broad that it really makes it hard to execute at the store level if, you, if you're really, really busy. So I said, you know what, let's maybe 
open up another restaurant and let's give them these items and make it unique to them. And there are a few of them uh, that uh, Jimmy's has that Gringo's doesn't and vice versa. But as far as the logo, the monkey logo, where that came from was, uh, you ever heard of a place, a gas station called Bucky's? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I think oh. so. You know, it's where? That, it's that little, little place down the ways, <laughs> you know, with a few pumps. And they're about to add a few more pumps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I really liked how they branded that gas station with a caricature or cartoon logo. And um, and so I wanted that with the monkey. And, of course, Jimmy Chongas is kind of a play on words from Chimichanga. And um, that's how it came about. So, Kurt, do you know what a chimichanga, uh, a chimichanga is? Yeah. It, it's but, almost like a burrito. Yeah. It's a deep fried burrito, It's basically. a deep fried burrito. That's what that's I usually good. get when I go to a, a Mexican restaurant is a chimichanga. Kurt, whenever you go to a Mexican restaurant, there is one thing oh. that you have to have. You're going to do this on There's the day that I started this diet? You Are you have really going to gonna have. do this on my... Oh. Maybe you started your diet on the wrong Tuesday as it is Taco Tuesday. Can you share oh, what it is tomorrow. about... About uh, you know restaurants, especially Mexican Tex-Mex. Okay. So when I when I go to a, a Mexican restaurant, I always say I want a burrito con queso, con queso, con <laughs> queso, con queso. I love cheese. Cheese is like the best, and cheese is really good at Gringos too. You know, it's funny because if y'all heard that clip from Jeff Gaffigan about uh, what what is Mexican food, Mm-mm. you know what, what's an enchilada? What's basically tortilla meat cheese? Yeah, you that's know, it. And what is a taco? Well, it's basically a tortilla, meat, and cheese, and vegetables. And anyway, he just goes on describing each item of a Mexican restaurant as being the same thing, just reinvented in a different way. And really, if you think about it, even a tortilla, a tortilla flat, soft, is a tortilla. If you fry it, it's a chalupa. If you roll it, it's an enchilada if it's soft still. If you roll it and fry it, it's a flauta. If you, if you, um, <laughs> let's see, what else do you do? If you fold it, it's a taco. So, you know, it's just all Case these different the, shapes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the like, same ingredients. Yeah, it's like pastas. You know, all the different shaped pastas, they have different names, but, you know, kind so, of the same. So we have this group. It's called a, a Talk of Taco, where it's <laughs> kind of like the talk of, like, League City or Talk of Alvin, where people can, like, talk about stuff on Facebook, right? But ours is only tacos. And so you can post your taco pictures. You can post your taco memes. And it stems because we love tacos here at, at the studio it's a little bit and uh um, yeah, so we have this this thing that says ntr which is not taco related and it's kind of become this thing where people like say ntr and like comment and disclaimer it's, like a, it's a disclaimer it's, it's an like enchilada. a picture of burrito or an enchilada yeah. like it's still a taco it's okay you don't have to put ntr but, yeah you know we launched a uh, a new off-menu item called uh street tacos mm. and they have been a huge hit and I highly recommend if, if anyone out there hasn't tried them yet to go try them. If you do not like them, you email me and I'll refund your money. But they are really good. And we serve it with the side of street corn, uh, elote street corn, and it's delicious. What's the difference for for your street tacos compared to like your y'all's normal menu tacos? Well, we uh, the beef. Well, there's it's a it's three different tacos. One is uh, pork, one is uh, ribeye, and the other is chicken. And they're just on. You know, soft corn tortillas, but we dress them differently, and they're all delicious. Boom! And the elote. The elote is really good. Yeah, we worked on that one, and we actually take real corn, um, fresh corn, and we 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 boil it, and then we grill it, get the uh, the the burn marks on it, and shave it off the cob, and it's just really good and, and delicious. I never had elote until I came to Texas. Well, is that like a Texas thing? I think it's like a, a Mexican it, thing. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a Mexican thing, but you know, it's it's become more popular lately, just more 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 recently. It it hasn't hasn't always been around the scene. Well, I remember being a kid. I grew up in Angleton, you know, um, two thousand four, and I remember going to Walmart 
as a kid, and there was like the elote man like outside right. a Walmart. And you know, growing up, I guess there's a pretty decent Hispanic, you know, presence and culture. And so I would get corn roasted, and then I got it in a cup. Yep. So I think you being from Nebraska, then you know, moving to Vermont. There may be Hispanic population over there, but I don't know. I think there's more down here, and that's probably why. I prefer it shaved off the cob because it's just hard, so hard. It's much easier to eat in a cup. Yeah, you know, dressed up. And then you can add the ingredients, right. whatever you want in there. What are you putting in yours? Uh, we have a special ingredient that I'm, I'm not allowed to disclose. Ah, okay, okay. <laughs> Go try it. It's fair. Tonight. Right now it's 1028. This is KHEARadio.com. 99.5 FM is Kickstart. We're going to be on till 11. We're talking to Russell Labara from gringos owning some uh jimmy chungas as well is there any ideas for maybe another concept that's in the works or have you have you thought about having time to do something else well we are actually launching a new concept uh on cinco de mayo uh we partnered with uh a gentleman who owns greenway coffee david and it's called tropicali and it's a coffee shop an all-day cafe like at the intersection of bissonette and shepherd Hmm. in a property that we just recently developed my son was involved in that and so today at 4 p.m we're doing a tasting of some of the menu items they're they're going to launch but it's going to offer a full bar and and breakfast and and uh, coffee of course and so we'll see how it goes so it's a it's a coffee shop it's a it's a coffee shop yes but there's there's a trend out of out of california called these all-day cafes Mm -hmm. and it's it's a it's a vehicle that allows you to have traffic constantly throughout the day as opposed to just morning or just evening or just lunch. And, you know, with the cost of real estate and, and the cost of rent uh, in a lot of these areas, like like Interloop Houston, it, you have to maximize your, your full potential in those developments. So that's what we're doing, and hopefully it'll be a hit. But, uh, you know, like anything, uh, time will tell. Awesome. Hey, I'm, I'm just noticed that Alan Hutchins tuned in and he said, "What's up, Cur- Guardian Kurt? Ana loves Gringos up, Mexican Alan? Kitchen. We love. We take lots of customers there. Tacos, and we appreciate it very, very much." <laughs> Alan's the man. A and A Machine and Fabrication. We do this thing called uh, Shine on the Mark, where we we go and feature local businesses, including some restaurants and just businesses that are doing really cool things. And it's it's a great spotlight. That we love to do. Yes. Hey, um, I do have to ask, because one of the things at KHCA Radio that we love to do is we love giving things away. So yes. we we right now currently have a cruise giveaway that we're doing. It's our featured video on our Facebook page. I think we're announcing the winners of Escape Kima giveaway that we're doing. But we're giving away a cruise, which is a free trip to, to a lucky winner on May 31st. And so all they have to do is like, share, comment on the video, and they have a chance to win. But I noticed, because when you drive by Gringo's, there's a big sign outside that says that you guys are also doing a giveaway. Can you talk a little bit about what you guys are doing? Yeah, so we're giving away three, I believe, trips to Cancun, Mexico. What? That's uh, awesome. All you have to do is register. No purchase necessary. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're doing that. And we just got back from it, actually. Uh, we took uh, about 30 of our assistant managers and their spouses to Cancun. And it was a workshop, of course. And so we um, are y'all hiring for assistant managers. Guardians <laughs> like us. It's funny you say that. I was uh, this past Easter. Um, I went to a restaurant in Houston. I won't mention the name, but it's a very popular Mexican restaurant chain. And uh, I walk in, and uh, the managers there said, "Hey, are y'all very busy on uh, on Easter?" I said, "Well, as a matter of fact, we're closed on Easter." Mm. I said, "I want to be off," and I know our team, our team members, and employees want to be off, so. Anyway, they both looked at each other and said, are you hiring? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I saw the same thing with HEB. Like, I drove by. I was trying to pick up some uh, medicine 
for my son. And that's that's really big. That shows, like I guess, like a value that y'all have in, in the time and respect to your employees. You know, we close five days a year, and I believe all five days are very important. Uh, we close New Year's Day because I don't think anyone's going to show up to work on New Year's Day. So we close that day. <laughs> and, of course, we close Easter, Fourth of July, Thanksgiving, and Christmas. And I think those are very important family days that the, uh, everyone should spend. Those are money days. For some, they are. Yeah. So, But, but you would but, rather but, have family. You know, money's not everything, you know, and I think mm-hmm. when you when you focus strictly on money, you lose sight really quickly. I thought Kurt was about to argue with that. Money but, is everything. Money, like, no, no, I just wanted to, his, his, I thought that was a good response. You know, um, <laughs> one of the things that Pastor Halm had talked to us a little bit about, um, I don't know if he had, had had conversations with you before in the past, but he said that you, you guys are a very big Christian organization as well. Can you talk a little about why that's important as well? Well, you know, we don't necessarily wear it on our sleeve, um, but yeah, we do have, you know, high values, high moral values, and we try to uh, maintain a, a very positive work environment that, that allows for people to grow and nurture and feel safe and um, and just, you know, be able to, to, you know, worship however they like. I mean, we just, uh, we just again, we don't wear it on our sleeve, but we, we, we kind of try to wear it through our actions, if that mm. makes any sense. Yeah, we, we, speaks louder. It does. It mm-hmm. does. At the end of the day, you can say all you want, but they're going to look at what you do more than what you say. So that's what we try to do. And we do it every day. And again, uh, the, I use that example about the prosthetic leg. Uh, just recently, we uh, held a fundraiser for our Paraline locations, all three, where we donated 100% of our sales from one day to help a veteran uh, uh, build a house as Homes for Heroes program. And so we're also big supporters of Camp Hope, which is the uh, PTSD Foundation of America, mm-hmm. where veterans who need help, is there's help there free of charge, 877-717-PTSD. And it's very important uh, that we, we help our veterans. So it's, it's amazing. Uh, we lose 22 a day and uh, to suicide, and we just got to stop that trend. It's 1033. This is KHEA Radio, 99.5 FM. We're speaking to Russell Ibarra from Gringos, Jimmy Changas. There's a couple locations that we we frequent as well. I do enjoy the fajitas, and I think there's even something called is it like the Diablo shrimp or something yes. where it's like shrimp and it has jalapenos. Yes, it's so it's so good. And we do these things where we'll go on on swings like cleanses, like oh you can only eat certain things. And we have found that your restaurants are a couple things where we can just adjust the the menu and still eat with our diet. We're very flexible. Uh, we can accommodate any request. Basically. All right, Kurt, because you're starting one now, but I'm waiting till tomorrow. Now he's going to do the <laughs> he's going to do the seafood diet. <laughs> Everything he sees, he eats. <sighs> Usually, that is the case. Hey, you mentioned how your I think your son. You said that he has his MBA, went to Yale as well, and now he's back here working with you. How yes. important is family? Uh, family is, is everything. I don't think if I think if you. Um, if you don't have a great family relationship, I mean, you're, you're, I mean, what is life after that? You know, really, I, so I, you know, it's very important that I maintain a great relationship with both my sons and, um, you know, um, and I, I have three grandsons now or two grandsons and a granddaughter. And so they're a lot of fun. And, you know, so you start looking, I mean, I'm 57, I'll be 58 in August and you start looking at your future and, and, you know, you, you start looking at the end just a little differently. You see the light at the end of the tunnel. It may be small, but you still see it. Yeah. And so you start look, you just start looking at things a little differently. And, and I want to leave a legacy for my grandchildren so they can remember uh, me in a positive way. Because obviously nothing means anything to them right now. 
But uh, one day, I'll, they, I'm sure they would maybe have a little interest in reading what I talked about or what I did, and and uh, I know I would with mine. So maybe working with the business, helping helping run it as yeah. well. Oh, of course, yes, that'd be cool. Yeah, of course, you mentioned uh, that your siblings. Speaking of family, your siblings own other restaurants in the area as well. Is there any? sibling rivalry or do y'all just kind of like hey work together it's, uh, friendly competition it's, it's friendly fire it's uh <laughs> yeah it's uh friendly competition we we you know there's what is it what is the Pro- proverbs twenty seven seventeen? um as iron sharpens iron so one man strengthens another so we kind of feed off one another in, in a way to where if they get better at something we want to get better Step at the game it. up yeah <laughs> that's all it does it, it forces you to get better that's why i love competition i'm sure you've heard of uh uh, Mr. MLK's speech that he gave way back in the day. It was the, uh, they refer to it as a street sweeper speech, but really it was what is your life's blueprint. Mm. A speech he gave outside of Philadelphia seven months before he was assassinated. And that's the speech where he talks about, you know, basically how you have to be the best at what you do. You know, if, if you, uh, you know, be a bush, if you can't be a tree, if you can't be a uh, highway, be a trail, if you can't be the sun, be a star, for it isn't by size that you win or you fail, be the best or whatever you are. So, that is what business is. That's what life is. It's all about getting better at what you do because at the end of the day, we are uh, competing, uh, whether we like it or know it or not. You know, we are competing. Speaking of competition, you got 18 different restaurants, you know, that, that locations that you have. Is there competition between the, the other ones as well? Yes. I see it, that the Texas City Gringos is watching right now. They're, they're the up? best, right? <laughs> They are watching. Really? Uh oh. Somebody was liking as the page. Well, they're so. commenting and talking. Someone's, yeah, they're speaking along with us as, on our stream that we're doing right now. Oh boy. I'm so. really, let, me, let me suck this in. <laughs> hey, but the Gringo shirt makes anybody look flattering. <laughs> um, yeah, we, there is competition. You know, we uh, we have our own private uh, uh, Facebook page, Tex Mex Storytellers, and for a while there, we Kirk, were get us in that group. We were <laughs> Tex Mex Storytellers. Let's we, go behind had, the scenes. We. Um, uh, the kitchens like to compete against one another in terms of who can have the most organized and clean kitchen. So hey, that's a good that's a good competition to have. <laughs> it really is, and they post pictures on it at night when they close. and And I still receive text messages from one of the uh, KM's kitchen managers at our Stafford location. He just takes so much pride in his work, and when they're able to exhibit it, you know, have way of uh, of, of showing it. I mean, they they'll do it because at the end of the day, people want to be proud of what they do. I have a, I have a solution, Russell. <laughs> That my that they might get really super excited about cleanest kitchen gets to go to Cancun. Uh, <laughs> yeah. he said, I'm, I'm brainstorming. I'm just brainstorming. Throwing no, no, those are great ideas. Yeah, of course. All right, so yeah, yeah. we've had stuff like that done. That's Absolutely. awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. It's 1038. It's KHEA Radio 99.5 FM. Feel free to share this video out. If you have any questions, let us know. Also, hey, maybe you're going to go to Gringo's for lunch today. I saw Kim who's uh, watching along with us, said she had the street tacos last night. Maybe let us know what your favorite menu item is whenever Ooh, you go. A that's a good one. What is your favorite menu item, Gardy? I'm a big fan of, of cheese enchiladas. I'm also a big fan of fajitas. So it's always like a toss-up. So we're, we're brothers in Mexican food. I, yeah. I believe so. Yeah. <laughs> I believe so. Because, for, man, they're so good. For me, the cheese enchiladas, I can never get enough cheese. Like I'm just like, hey, can you can you go get some more cheese and drizzle it Ask, on there? Asking you shall receive. I know, and they're like, is this enough? I'm like, ah, hey, more. <laughs> what was your friend who waited on us the other day when we were there? Tabitha. Tabitha. Yes. Yeah, and she did a great job. She did fantastic. The wait staff is always very super friendly. It's been Good. awesome. Good. Mm-hmm. Well, Robert Gonzalez is our general manager there, and he does a fantastic job with this team. How do you build and find those 
the staff, the management teams? Is it in finding that selection? Is it is it difficult to find good help? Uh, it's it it's difficult to find help that can uh, automatically bind to the culture relatively quick. I guess uh, we try to promote and hire from within. It's it's great if you're the best GM you'll ever have is one that's also been a server mm. and and been a, a bartender and and lead trainer and what have you because they understand when they when they manage and they tell staff hey do this or this is the way you do stuff they they believe them they can it holds water so. It's just important to um, to put people in leadership that have been there and done that. Can you share a little bit about the logo? It, was that the logo from day one? Uh, no, Mm-mm. no. Uh, the very first logo we had actually was uh, was drawn by one of our servers, which was a friend of my brother's that uh, helped open the first store in Pearland in 19, 1993, Micah Christian. And uh, so he just he was an artist and he just drew it, and we still have it around. As a matter of fact, I believe it's on the back of Texas City right now that logo it's in neon right now mm-hmm. but so but it was very hard to put on printed material shirts and stuff because of the shape of it so we had to reconfigure it and uh, the, the vegas logo basically came from uh, i blame my architect that did the gringos in 96 about 1998 he took me to las vegas during super bowl weekend and i really enjoyed the time so i've been going back literally every single year during super bowl and I've always taken groups with me, and a lot of our GMs go uh, uh, to to that to that uh, to Vegas during that time. They really enjoyed it. I mean, it's it's, a, it's just a great time. We have great dinners and what have you. But um, so Vegas basically had a huge influence on me, and in a positive way. And, and this logo, believe it or not, was never protected. Mm. It um, the sign company that designed it and built it back in the late fifties, I believe it was, never protected it. So. It, that's why you see it around a lot, uh, being used in all kinds of forms and fashions. So. It's definitely iconic. Yeah, no, without a doubt. It's easily, I mean, people recognize it immediately. So It makes you think, you know, good time. Hey, I'm welcome here. Come in. It draws you in. And, I mean, with the welcome to Gringos, Tex-Mex, you know exactly what you're going to get. You know, the name kind of says it all right. as well. Right. So. Yeah, we, op- we uh, recently, a year ago, we launched a uh, new concept called Burger Libre. And it's a uh, it's a blend of a hop dotty and a Shake Shack. Ah, oh, I and, love Shake Shack. Yeah. So uh, if you like Shake Shack, you're gonna love Burger Libre. So there's a Burger Libre. Where's yeah. Where's it's, that at? It's in Laporte, next to near our corporate offices. Oh man, I used to work in Laporte. I love that area because the water's right there, and it still has that little neighborhood neighborhood feel. How did How and why did y'all end up in Laporte? Well, I grew up in Laporte. Okay. Yeah, I lived most uh, my first 34 years of life in Laporte. So. Um, and the way, when I was looking for my second location, I had uh, pulled into a gas station at the intersection of Underwood and Spencer. And a gentleman who's been in Laporte for many years, Bruce Angel, was at his gas station, Caddy Corner, this particular property. And when he saw me, he said, hey, Russell, you need to put a Mexican restaurant over there. So I, I said, okay, I'll come see you. So he um, he sold me the land, and we built the second store there. And so we kind of been stuck there, although we, we like it. I mean, I like Laporte, um, you know, I've been, I ran for council twice in Laporte, as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. Well, I just searched Burger Libre, and I have it pinned on my phone. It's 20 miles away from here. Lunch? Well, uh, if you uh, like tacos. And I do. <laughs> we have what we call a, a J&B-style taco. We call it the uh, Skeleto taco. But it's basically like a jack-in-the-box taco, but better. 
because the, ingre- because the ingredients are real ingredients inside. And I'm not saying anything negative about Taco Bell. Actually, I love those tacos at two in the morning. Yeah, but um, <laughs> but yeah, they're really good tacos. Today's Taco Tuesday, so we I think they sell them for fifty cents each. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Hey, this is from Chef Mary Bass. She's a, a local chef doing some really cool things in the community. She said Gringo's whole restaurant concept is that all restauranteers should strive what they should strive to be: being clean, amazing food, family focused, great leadership. I follow them and put what they do into what I do. And she's done a lot of different concepts and giving back to the community as well. So how does that, I mean, how does that make you feel just knowing that you and in the restaurants are influencing like the next generation and the current generation of, of people doing stuff in the food industry? No, it's a great feeling to know that they do pay attention because I think what people do notice and what I noticed years ago with Pappas was excellence. I mean, they mm-hmm. have a high standard of excellence. And so people are automatically attracted to that and gravitate toward it. And it helps improve the industry's image. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, uh, y'all heard of Marvin Zindler. I mean, Mm -hmm. well, you know, he was a slime in the ice machine guy. And and so, as a matter of fact, Marvin had visited a restaurant that our family used to uh, patronize often in the, I guess, the late 70s. Don't tell me there was slime in the ice machine. Oh, it was worse. (laughs) It was worse. I can't even say it on the radio. That's how bad it was. But uh, so... I mean, it was it was good because there was a lot. Of, I mean, the, the standards back then were just very poor, and I think uh, you know there are a lot of people that can cook, but I mean, running a business is is very challenging because you're so dependent upon so many other people to <laughs> to do their jobs correctly and properly. So, man, Marvin Zindler, what an icon! Do you, do you know Marvin Zindler? Probably not, not being from here, but he's like I'm a sorry. Houston legend, and it's okay. I'll I'll give you a, a I'm gonna ask you again tomorrow about this time. I need you to do some research if you're gonna be it. in the Homework. entertainment news, any kind of industry. He's a legend, no yeah. joke. He yeah. did health inspections, and that was his thing. Slime in the ice yes. machine. Yes, he was also known for something else. I won't say the the entire uh, name of it, but it was uh, the greatest little blank in Texas. Ah, uh, uh, yes. Uh, uh, but anyway, so yeah, he they made a whole Broadway play out of it. And the a greatest movie out of it. The greatest yeah. little curtain, Texas. Yeah, that's. <laughs> it's 1045 this is khea yeah. radio yeah. we're talking about gringos jimmy changas and uh apparently burger libre my wife texts me actually she's like hey are we going to burger libre for lunch today and i said we're gringos she said i love gringos and uh a lot of people do as well so we're seeing some comments even some menu items people are saying like pollo con queso pollo morisco it looks like there's a lot of people who have been enjoying the restaurant all you have the only word you need to know is morisco okay just do anything Morisco and you're good. Yeah, so, Angie yeah. said beef. Beef, but- yes. Uh, beef Morisco is very popular and very delicious. What does the Morisco mean? Is that just like a style or a sauce? It's a uh, white wine uh, seafood sauce that we prepare. It's very good. I mean, very, very good. Okay, yeah. cool. H- how do you, I guess, brainstorm or, or think of those new menu items and then just deciding, hey, no, we're going to launch this at Gringo's. We're going to launch this here. Maybe Burger Libre needs this. Like, how do you how do you decide? Well, we try to decide uh, uh, very slowly. I mean, we don't like to, we can't just throw anything out there because, you know, we have to execute at all the stores. So we will test that one particular location and get feedback and see if it's something we want to take off with. But we have to be very careful. I mean, we don't want to grow our menu to a point where it gets just that much more difficult to execute or we have to bring in one special ingredient for one item. And so, yeah. I'm scared of what Kurt's about to say. He has a yes. big smile on yes. his face. You know, yeah. one of the things that I like to do oh, when we when we bring restaurants just one, just one. Please don't do this. I, is there a way that I could get a menu item named after me at Gringos? <laughs> I have one. Yeah, at, you, you have the whole restaurant named after yourself. Take a step back. You, you <laughs> have, it's named after you. <laughs> you have to order it X number of times per year, 
for five years and the same back you. <laughs> you put the work in. Man, it was so much easier when Texas Pit Stop Barbecue <laughs> did it. So yeah, have you ever been to Texas Pit Stop Barbecue on like Exit 10 here in no, Lamarck? No. They're, they're a great barbecue place, but they came in the first time. And I was just like, you know what you don't have? You don't have this item. And it was a, a brisket mac and cheese sandwich. And <laughs> by the time the show was done... They're, they had it on the menu, and they named it the Casper, and so you can walk in and order the <laughs> there Casper. There was a new sushi place up up north, I believe in Spring, that opened up, and it was uh, a veteran who opened it. He loved barbecue, and uh, when he was overseas, he loved sushi. So he opened it. He partnered with this, this guy who's good at making sushi, I guess, and it's called Kyushi. And it looked really good. had chopped brisket on top of it. Uh, yeah, it looked really good. They just did a story on it this past weekend. You Man. mentioned the Papa's restaurants and just like, you know what you're getting and you're going to get, you know, if you go to one, Pap- Papa Do's, Papa Seafood, right. Papa Cito's, there's a standard that's there. Right. Consistency, yep. Are there any restaurants that, you know, I guess the Papa's chains, but others that, hey, if I'm not eating in my own, I'm going to check them out because I know and, and support them as well. Maybe they support you. Well, I what I really enjoy is um, going to a place where I can relax. And I have to look over my shoulder and check tables, making sure things are going the way they should be. <laughs> so whenever I can find a place where it's my happy place, if you will, I, I just enjoy it. I mean, one of my favorite Mexican restaurants is at the intersection of uh, West Harbor and Kirby. And it's called Armando's. And a little pricey because it's, it's in the River Oaks District, but uh, it's just good Tex-Mex. He's been around a while. He uh, used to be a waiter with Nipa's back in the day. So I really enjoy going there. And, of course, your, your usual suspects. I mean, I enjoy uh, Papacitos. I enjoy Escalantes and uh, Ugo's. Uh, Ugo's is a real popular restaurant that I, I enjoy a lot. My it's, wife likes Escalantes. Yeah. I'd so. rather have Gringos, <laughs> <laughs> personally. Yeah, me too. Me too, for sure. Hey, um, you got 18. When, when, when are you going to stop and say, that's enough? Well, you know, we... Well, when they stop becoming successful, I guess. But really, it's about uh, continuing to grow one at a time, making sure the store that you just opened is, is operating the way it should be. And as long as we can continue doing that, we'll continue creating opportunities for our management team to grow and, and uh, move up the ladder. So we also like breaking news on KGA. Uh-huh. Do you have any that's in the works that you that you could possibly drop a hint for? Uh, well, I may have mentioned it earlier, but we are opening a new Gringos in Katy at the intersection of I-10 and Grand Parkway. Oh. Next to Harris County Barbecue, that is a booming place. It, it really is, Katie. Yeah. yeah, we have a store there now, uh, Jimmy Chongas, uh, West Green and, and, and I ten. So uh, this one will be the first Gringos there. And you mentioned whenever one restaurant is almost becoming not not too packed, but it, hey, business is doing good. Like we have room for another one in well, the same area. Getting back to the Jimmy Chongas, it allows us to put a restaurant closer to Gringos okay. as opposed to the standard, let's say, ten mile range. Uh, so we could put one five miles. As a matter of fact, our Texas City or our Pearland store at Town Center is uh, uh, our number two volume store, and less uh, right at a mile away is our uh, Jimmy Chongas that we opened up in uh, in sixteen, in twenty sixteen. Hey, so we have a question. This is from Chef Mary Bass again. She said, "Ask him if he wants an intern. I just want to sit around him and learn." <laughs> is that something that you that you do? Uh, internships? Yes, we do, we do actually. Yeah. You do, so you really do internships? Oh yeah. For for like high school students, college students, we've had culinary? Se- we've had several hang out at our stores, at our corporate office and at our stores. If you could give advice to people in the restaurant industry, 
even entrepreneurs, what kind of advice would you give to them? Find the model that they admire the most and emulate it. Which is what? Well, it just depends what they find as being the best. I mean, find the best at what you do. I mean, that's basically what I did with uh, Gringos. I mean, at the time and still is one of the best uh, Papacitos or Pappas organization, whether it's Pappas Barbecue, Dot Shop, uh, Papa Doe, Papacitos. I mean, all of them are just fantastic operations and uh, you can learn from them. So uh, that's if you want to be like them, go pay attention to those brands. Yeah. You know, that's you, what I would recommend. You know, as growth happens, is it difficult to stay true to those those original beliefs? Hmm. Uh, yes, actually. Mm-hmm. And more so because that's that's how you were able to grow in the first place. Wow. Definitely. Yeah. We have five core values. So, and I know you're about to ask me, I'm right. What are they? <laughs> He's like, Developing guest relationships one meal at a time, fostering honesty and respect amongst our team members, reinvesting our, t- uh, our team members in the local community, developing a relationship with trust with our vendors because they provide us what we need and keep us supplied. And then number five, never being satisfied. All right. Never so, being satisfied. I never love being that. Sat- never being satisfied. I feel like that's for for us at KHEA Radio as well. Is we have intern Jennifer taking notes over here. Yeah. You got you got all these down. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're never satisfied. We want to keep growing and keep right. keep building and and developing and, and meeting people like you every single day. Um, it's just it's just awesome. It's it's a cool mentality to take to just never stop, never stop, and and always remembering your roots. How do you stay hungry for that? Um, you know, I guess when I get up in the morning, my my. Primary focus is really, and this may sound terrible, but it's not about making money. It really is about how can I improve someone else's life. Hmm. So, uh, and we do it all the time. I mean, there's so much need in the world, and it's our ministry in a way. I mean, we don't have a church or, or you know, or a steeple above our buildings, but we are a ministry of sorts because we have helped so many people and continue to do so. My full-time general counsel, for example, right now is helping a lot of our team members who have immigration status issues that he's trying to help them resolve, and he does it pro bono. And so anything we can do to help the people that make us successful, we'll continue to do it each and every day. That's amazing. That is. How can people uh, find out more information about Gringos? Obviously, there's 18 stores. How can they find the closest one, and how can they connect with you and maybe learn more or even enter to win that that giveaway that you guys are doing? Cancun. Cancun. You know, I, uh, I'm, I'm contacted uh, almost on a daily basis. Uh, on different platforms, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or Messenger, and it's gotten to a point where I have to direct them to the to the uh, our, our our website, uh, GringosTexMex.com or FreshMexFun.com, and find out anything they need there. And uh, we have a full time community relations coordinator, Lindy Vineyard, who her number one only job really is giving stuff away. That's all she does. And, and we get requests all the time. We need her email. We need her. <laughs> we need her. You know how many people, like, look at our, our, our stack over there. Those are all. All work. you have to do is uh, email her a picture of your children, and she'll send them goodies. Okay, I have kids. Kurt, you're and, disqualified. And your, your, your kids will uh, be able to uh, take you out and have dinner on them. Well, that's cool. Yeah. We, uh, we, we, cool. we love giving back. I love this. Gringo's Mexican Kitchen just, just posted here on the, on the stream. It said, our purpose, enriching lives one taco at a time. By serving the highest quality Tex-Mex at the lowest price possible, I love that. We are we should that should be like our motto. Can we steal taco that? Taco group, taco taco. Can <laughs> yeah. we steal that for Bro, our purpose? Yeah. <laughs> Please do. Enriching lives one taco picture at a time. Just like change the wording. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we have about four minutes left. We're talking to Mr. Russell Ibarra from Gringos, Jimmy Changas, a bunch of different uh, you know 
the concepts for industries out there all they're all coming you know i can't i can't leave this room without mentioning the lunchbox what's the lunchbox it's another concept we launched uh three years ago that is uh basically soup salads and sandwiches but uh, all uh clean in terms of no nitrates no high fructose corn syrup no preservatives no msg nothing uh, it's all clean food but it's all delicious all the soups are made in-house we have five different soups and it's a very popular restaurant there in Laporte, the intersection of Spencer and Underwood near our corporate offices because we own the building that it's in. And um, I actually wanted somewhere else to go have lunch every day. So I said, let's, let's build a lunchbox. I, I enjoy it. I had it yesterday, and I'll probably have it a little later once I head back to the office. How do you manage all of these different concepts in restaurants? Uh, you just put people, the right people in place and empower them and, and get out of the way. You know, we, we <laughs> had the opportunity to interview Mickey Gilly yesterday, and one thing that he told us, well, we asked him for advice for any musicians, anybody coming up. He said, don't try and be anybody else. He said he, you know, when he started his career, Jerry Lee Lewis, his cousin, you right. know, growing up with him, he did that. And he said, no, you got to be yourself because you can be the best you that you can be and nobody right. else can be you. Right. And talking to you about the the advice and, hey, staying true, it all just rings the same. Right. So right. There, there are no secrets. There are no secrets. Yeah. We appreciate, you know, you taking the time. To, to hang out with us and just talk about everything that's going on. This has been this has been amazing. I enjoyed it. It's been fun. Yeah. Kurt, what do you what do you think? Do you have any final closing thoughts even for the day or for Gringos? For us, I think you know if you have a uh, lunch plans today, uh, I think Gringos is a good place to start. Yes. Taco definitely. Tuesday. When you go to Gringos, if if you are sitting here listening, the first thing you have to do when you eat a taco, take a picture of it. Post it in the Taco Taco group, tag Gringos, <laughs> and let them know that you stopped by. We love it. We love tacos. And it's, you know, if you have a business or an organization that you love tacos and you have tacos at your place, post it as much as you want. We have no limitations on how often you can promote your stuff, as long as it's tacos related. Even if it's NTR, not taco related. <laughs> NTR, <laughs> not taco Mexican related. related. You know, <laughs> is there anything else that you would like to share uh, in this time? Oh, wow. That's pressure. Um, <laughs> no, not really. I think I think I said just about everything. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, we did start burritos back in 2008. Yes. Oh. So there was a burrito. Careful, careful, careful. This is a sensitive topic for Gardy. <laughs> and we're out of time. <laughs> you know, and, and we sold it in 2012, uh, but we, we okay. started burritos man, in 08. Man, my heart broke whenever that one on 646 closed, closed and they opened up like an acupuncture place. <laughs> man, not, no, seriously. And my son would call it bullfritos. And it... <laughs> Just because, you know, he was, you know, a baby. And he's like, well, Frito, it was like my favorite place to go eat. It was quick. It was fresh. They put it together right there, and you knew the standard you were getting. Right. And so that that was a heartbreaker whenever that happened. Yep. But um, <laughs> we still own one today. We own, there's the, the chain is still around, but we, uh, we own one. We're a franchisee and not the franchisor now. You know, I have a solution. That will solve Guardi's like illness. I, buy, to this. I looked into buying one. No joke. Whenever, right. whenever that one closed, but, I was like, I got to open a burrito. There's a ton of spots. in this building. Like in this building, right? you want to put it inside of the church? <laughs> yes. All right, let's do it. <laughs> or we could put it in this lot over here. We got a bunch of land. We Guardi. got a big building. We got a bunch of building. Pastor <laughs> Helms right there. We have a burrito. Sign, sign the sign the document now. Let's Everybody go. say yes on three. One, two, three. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he looked up. He nodded. Okay. So again, no. Thank you so much for for taking the time. And uh, joining us today, we appreciate you. Oh, thank you for having me. I've enjoyed it. Coming up on tomorrow's Kickstart. By the way, we're live every morning, 8.30 to 11 on KHEARadio.com, 99.5 FM in Lamarck, and then also on Facebook Live as well. We have Viva LaPosh coming in. Boom! We might be talking about getting some microblading done 
Do you need better eyebrows? Viva La Plata. You can always Viva. use some better eyebrows. La Posh is going to be in. Also, we're going to be talking to the Texas City Library, Moore Memorial Library. Paloma is going to be in talking everything about the library and even tacos as well. This is KHEA Radio 99.5 FM. Coming up next is Unspoken. If we only knew, you can stream us from anywhere in the world at KHEARadio.com and our morning show every morning, 830, right here on Facebook. Be blessed. All right. Bye, guys. We love you. Have a great one. Bye.